Welcome to the first ever Jam Fuser Employment Party Careers Fair and Awards. We are delighted to be partnering with the team at Games Jobs Live to deliver this event. Um, the team there have some of the best and most sought-after contacts in the games development sector, many of whom will be joining us today. This year's Employment Pathway has been a great success uh, with all of you talented game devs showcasing your skills and passion for what for what you do to a set brief and deadline. This is exactly the kind of tenacity and dedication prospective employers are looking for. You've got real world projects and stories to take with you and to show and tell at interview. So you'll never be short of something to talk about as well. I'll let Colin share a little bit more with you about who will be joining us today from industry. But let's remember, we're also here to celebrate your Jan Fuser success. The awards will be announced today and they're a reflection of the hard work and creativity you have all shown taking part in Jamfuser. Whilst there's no physical prizes, you should all leave the employment pathway, whether your team is an award winner or not, being proud of your input and your resilience over the past few months. My colleague Kirsty Gibson, Head of Community, will be joining Colin, and she has got the enviable task of naming the winners um, team, winning teams per category. So we'll get onto that a bit later on. I'll also be coming back in a bit um, to talk a little bit about some of the responses and to reflect on the interview primer exercise that we did as well. Um, so I'll be looking forward to sharing a little bit more about that later on. Finally, I'd just like to take this opportunity to say thank you to all of you for showing up to the employment pathway, helping us at Transfuser HQ to shout about the incredibly talented and promising wave of UK games development talent to our wider community. So without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Colin and to get on with our careers fair element. Thanks, Colin. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Deborah. Um, I'm, I'm delighted that you've partnered with Games Jobs Live for this event again. Our online recruitment event came about because of COVID. They've been running for only just over a year. And over that past year, we've run dozens of events watched by tens of thousands of people. And I've been really touched to see a number of people get their first start in the industry as a result of them. So anyone that's watching, feel free to subscribe to this channel and keep an eye on gamesjobs.live website for the details of all our future recruitment events. If you're tuning into this by chance or on catch up um, and didn't participate in Jamfuser, that's okay. You're still very welcome. But for this particular event, the chat with the studios presenting is exclusively for Jamfuser participants. So we won't be giving out the Discord, but feel free to um, enjoy all the, the advice and insights that they've got. Um, I know not everyone's online just yet, and some of the teams are watching this together, um, which is happening a little bit out in the real world, I believe. So that's great to hear. Um, so do um, jump on the Discord if you did take part in Jamfuser. If you don't know me, uh, my name's Colin McDonald. I've now spent um, a rather surprisingly 30 years in the games industry. I was producer on the early Grand Theft Auto games. I was studio manager at Real Time Worlds, where we did the original Crackdown game. Um, I spent a number of years at Channel 4 Television, uh, where I was games commissioner, commissioning games of, of all sorts of weird and, and wacky TV shows. Um, and these days, I uh, work with a couple of different game studios, as well as running Games Jobs Live. So I know a good game 
and a bad one when I see it. But from what I've seen of the games that have been created over just these last past six weeks for Jam Fuser, I'm seriously impressed. I've seen great mechanics, great visuals, fantastic audio, lots of ingenious design, and clearly crazy amounts of hard work. So well done, absolutely everyone. I can't wait to find out who's winning what at the awards. They'll start around 6 p.m., about two hours from now, when Kirsty will join us, as Deborah said. So do stay tuned for that. Meantime, this afternoon, we are delighted to have a spread of the biggest and best studios from right across the UK games industry here to talk exclusively to you, the Jamfuser participants. We have Frontier Developments from Cambridge, Avalanche Studios from Liverpool, Ardman Animations from Bristol, Sumo Digital from Sheffield, as well as about six other locations around the country, Creative Assembly from the South Coast, Rocksteady from Central London, and Outplay Entertainment from up here in sunny Scotland. So there'll be an amazing array of insights and tips and advice for us all. We'll be joined here on the stream by someone from each of those. Each company only gets a few minutes to, to chat because we're trying to fit so many brilliant companies in, but you'll hear some fantastic advice and you'll get a sense of what it might be like to work for them. I'll also keep each speaker on and put a couple of questions to them after they speak as well. So put suggestions for me to ask them into the live stream questions channel on the Jamfuser Discord because otherwise you're going to have to put up with the questions I come up with. And it's better for everyone if they're your questions rather than mine. But you can also follow up and chat directly to the companies um, yourself throughout this live stream. Some of them are, um, are on just now. Some of them are on when they're um, around when they're, they're, they're speaking. Um, so that's all in the Jamfuser Discord that all Jamfuser participants will already have the link to. We're not giving it out on the stream because this is a, an exclusive event. And you'll, you'll find in the Jamfuser Discord that each company has a dedicated channel that they're happy to chat, you, chat to you further on. So jump in there and get asking. I would just like to say thanks to, to Deborah, to Kirsty, and everyone at the UK Games Fund for making not just this event, but the whole of Protoplay and Transfuser happen. It really is making a mark on the UK games industry and helping get amazingly talented folk like you into the industry to produce the next generation of hit games that I'm looking forward to playing. But you are here to hear from all those amazing studios, not from me. So Let's just begin. Um, first up, our first company was founded by perhaps the most famous game developer of the 1980s, David Braben. And it's testament to the genius of their games that Elite Dangerous is still a massive hit for them, even though the original game was published back in 1984. I'd like to pretend that was before I was born, but it wouldn't be true. From their base in Cambridge, they're impressively productive, developing not just the Elite Dangerous games, but Jurassic World, 
Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster, and upcoming Warhammer and Formula One games. When do they sleep? So here from Frontier, from their recruitment team, is Rob Senior. Rob, hello. Hi, Colin. Thank you very much for joining us, Rob. Thank you for having us. Great. Um, we'll just leave everyone in your capable hands. Fantastic. Thanks, Colin. Um, well, yeah, what an introduction. I think you've um, you've covered the first couple of slides for me there, I think. But um, yeah, see what I can do. So yeah, hi, everyone. Um, so I'm Rob Senior, Head of Talent here at Frontier Developments. Um, so I'm here to talk to you about the entry level opportunities we have here, um, why you might want to consider starting your career in the industry with us. Um, so I'll talk to you about some of the opportunities we have um, and hopefully share uh, some useful hints and tips um, along the way as well. So um, a little bit about um, who we are, for those of you who haven't heard of us. So we're an independent developer and publisher um, based in Cambridge. Um, we've been a self-publishing studio um, since 2014. Um, and prior to that, we were a, a work for hire studio um, with a, a long track record of um, success uh, making games. Um, I'm sure many of you are, are too young to remember, um, such as um, Rollercoaster Tycoon 3, um, Connectimals, Dog's Life, um, and Lost Winds, um, to, to name a few. Um, so a, a legacy of um, much-loved titles over those 27 years. Um, and since 2014, uh, we've had success as a um, self-publishing studio uh, with Elite Dangerous, uh, Planet Coaster, um, Jurassic World Evolution, and Planet Zoo. Um, and we've got an exciting future roadmap ahead, um, which Colin alluded to. Um, so we've got a Formula One um, license game um, and Warhammer Age of Sigma as well. So both of those games are currently in development and we're hiring um, for both of those games at the moment um, as well. Uh, we also work with some carefully selected um, development partners um, to help them publish their games um, under our Frontier Foundry uh, games label. Um, and, and we've been growing significantly as a studio as well. Um, so we've we've pretty much now doubled um, in size um, since I joined the studio four years ago um, to the 670 um, talented people we've now got. Um, and that growth is, is very much continuing um, as well. So my, why uh, might you want to consider starting your um, career in the industry with us? Um, so you'll be learning from, from some of the best um, in the industry. Um, and we've got a really strong track record um, of hiring, developing and promoting our graduates as well. Um, and because of that, you'll be part of a, a really strong community um, of about 100 graduates, and that's across development um, and QA. Um, so you'll benefit from the um, strong networks um, that, that, that come with that. Um, in terms of you know that that learning and, and those social those important social networks as well, uh, you'll be working on uh, uniquely um, diverse, sophisticated, and enduring games in a in a really creative um, and collaborative studio environment. Um, and as a studio, we believe in um, all our people sharing in our success. Uh, so we've got a really generous bonus scheme, company bonus scheme. Um, and um, equity schemes as well. You'll be able to unlock uh, fantastic career progression opportunities, um, given the growth um, that, that we're going through. 
um, but also because we're, we're a strong believer um, in developing and promoting our own people um, wherever possible. Uh, we, we put your well-being um, at the centre of our work, um, so we have free one-to-one uh, -one, um, counselling sessions, uh, mindfulness, um, yoga um, and other well-being sessions as well. Um, and you'll benefit from flexible um, and when we do return to the office, hopefully soon, um, hybrid working um, as well. So that hybrid working is likely to be 50% um, at, at home and 50% um, in the office. Uh, with a couple of core days so that's what we're looking to pilot um, when we start um, phasing people back um, into the office um, later this year um, so yeah we're, we're looking forward to, to getting back in and reconnecting with each other um, and getting back into the studio again um, so since the first lockdown we've hired um, 200 and about 280 people um, so a good chunk of the studio has actually never physically um, been in and met each other face to face so really looking forward to that and you know getting back to the, the regular social events that we used to have as well uh, and finally there's, there's the location you know cambridge is um, not only a, a uk games hub um it's a it's a thriving uk tech hub um as well and we're, we're right in the middle of that on the on the cambridge science park um it's a it's a beautiful city uh, regularly voted one of the best places um to, to live in the uk um, small enough to be easy to get around, um, but, but big enough that it's got the um, the facilities of a larger city. Um, so, you know, decent pubs, restaurants, leisure activities, etc. Uh, if you want the bright lights of London, that's only 50 minutes away on the train. Um, and Stansted's just 30 minutes down the road as well. So these are our current um, graduate vacancies, which, which you can find on the website. Um, our graduate recruitment is really important to us. Uh, not only do our grads play a, a key role in helping um, uh, develop our, our games, but they're also the, the future talent um, and senior talent of the studio um, as well. Uh, we hire graduates across all disciplines um, throughout the year, um, you know, particularly into development, so programming art, animation, um, design and audio. Uh, but we also have um, occasional graduate opportunities in other departments as well. Uh, such as customer support, um, online, localization, um, and marketing. Uh, we've recently been on quite a big QA hiring drive, um, hiring graduate, uh, temporary graduate QA testers. Uh, we've paused that for the time being, but that will be opening up again in November. Um, so if you're looking for a career in QA or a, a different route into the industry, um, then keep an eye on the website um, for, for those opportunities as well. Uh, and we're, re we're regularly adding new roles um, into other disciplines. So if you don't see um, a role that, that's right for you at the moment, then please do get in touch, drop us an email and always happy to have a chat. Um, so in, in preparing for this, I thought I'd ask um, some of our grads um, if they had any hints and tips they'd want to share or if there was anything they, they know now that they wish they'd knew um, when they were applying for, for, for junior roles. Um, and this is just a selection of the things that they came up with. Um, I, I won't go through all of these in the interest of time, but just to, I guess, pick out a few. Um, apply everywhere. Um, the games industry is hard to get into. I, I, I guess you hopefully figured that out by now. Um, I'll probably caveat that slightly. Um, apply. Um, don't just apply to your kind of dream shortlist of, of studios that you might have. Um, you know, you, you might need to apply a bit more widely that, than that to, to get that first role um, and tailor that application when, when you do apply as well. 
Uh, swap out the social scrolling for design showcases, design showcase sites. Doesn't have to be designed, but I, I think what that's saying is be be discernible uh, with with the content that that you consume. Um, and know the company's back catalogue. You know, pl play some of the games. Um, always good in an interview to be able to talk knowledgeably about the studio's games, what you liked, what you didn't like, etc. Uh, you can find us in the usual places, follow us on LinkedIn, um, Twitter, um, check out um, some of our content on, on YouTube and on those channels. You know, there's this fantastic dev diaries talking about how we've made games, um, game trailers, um, et cetera, as well. And, and any questions at all, please, please do get in touch. Drop, drop us a line at the email there. Um, so that's everything from me thank you for listening you know thanks to colin um at games jobs live and the uk games fund for putting on this event as well uh, a couple of people from my team deck and yaz um are on the discord um happy to answer any any questions that you've got um as well and i'll leave you with a short video and then happy to take some questions thanks colin portfolio what a legacy <laughs> absolutely fantastic great stuff great stuff so um the, 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 there's a couple of questions but um the, the the number you said that blew my mind was 280 people hired since lockdown yeah that's insane so of all the people i can ask this you are exactly the right person because the, the, you know when you speak to people about working remotely one of the challenges that comes up all the time is is the onboarding process, both from the company's point of view, you, you, you know, imparting knowledge and, and skills to the, the the new people, but also as a new hire, it's a, it's a nightmare when you, you you can't just turn around and tap someone on the shoulder. What what have you learned? How do we do it? Yeah, and, that, and that, all of that just happened overnight as well, right? There's there's no kind of time to to prepare for this. You know, within a within a week, we we'd got everybody everybody home, and we'd had to change all our hiring onboarding processes to be um to be remote only um so yeah i think it was about trying to recreate as much as much as we can of that you know in studio onboarding experience um remotely so people did still get that connection with the studio um so you know we we do a, a hr meeting on, on on the first day um 
we've probably ex we've expanded that a little bit now um, to cover some of the things that people might have picked up a bit more naturally just by being part of a team. Um, the same with the with the um, with the line manager um, onboarding as well. It's just we've we've tried to structure things a little bit more and set things up for people a little bit more because the things that would have just happened kind of by accident, if you like, or a bit more naturally when somebody's in the office, you, you need to give a little bit more thought to um, when that's now remote. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a, a brilliant question on the on the Discord from Tom Gordon. He's um, asking, as a, as a studio born out of early PC gaming, um, well, and a, an early home computer, uh, computing gaming, um, and with a focus on simulation, how technical are the design roles at Frontier? Um, yeah, good question. Um, so Deck on the um, Discord, um, Deck and Yaz um, manage our, our design roles, so they, they'd be able, definitely be able to um, provide more insight in, into that on, on the Discord as well. So yeah, we, we have a, a range of design roles. Some will be more technical um, than others, um, give, given the nature of our games, but they're not all not all our design roles require the same level of, of, of technical knowledge. So there's, I think the answer to that is there's a, a broad range um, of, of design roles that, that we hire for, um, depending on, on the nature of the, the project and, and the skills. So, yeah, probably the answer to that question. But again, you know, Yaz and Dak on the Discord would be well placed to, to build on that on that answer as well. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's 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 going to vary, isn't it? Um, so something else you 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 mentioned that I thought was was great to hear, but you don't always hear it. Was was talking about the desire to to promote from within, um, and you you mentioned when hiring graduates, you know, one of the things you're looking to do is is to promote folk. I mean, what what how does that work? Because I, I've I've seen it at, at companies where they just advertise everything externally and internal people apply or sometimes they try and find someone internally first before doing it externally is there a is there a, a, a system at frontier for people thinking about future career paths uh so we we, we published um uh, last year a careers framework um which, which we hadn't had previously which which set clearly tries to set out the different expectations at, at different levels as well um, not just the not just the, the technical side, but also the behavioural side. You know how how you work in a team, um, etc. As well, and what that looks like at different levels. Um, so I think that's really helped our our developers and our graduate developers understand what it is they need to do, what they need to learn, what they need to demonstrate to get to that next level. Um, we we don't have a you know a, a a, a rigid kind of promotion structure in place if you like you know with promotion rounds each year and you know application dates etc i think it's just a case of you know get, given given our growth when 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 you're ready to step up to that next level um within development um, generally speaking the promotion opportunities are, are there because we we need people we need most um, experienced developers in the studio you know for, to help us deliver that uh, challenging and ambitious roadmap that we've got. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I mean, it's kind of a it, it's the importance of having the foot in the door, isn't it? Because once you're in, you know, people know you. They're going to like you. They'll trust you. They'll know, you know, they'll have an idea what you're capable of. So it's absolutely the best way um, to, to 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 think about advancing is you know, is get in network and and look at internal opportunities. You know, it's yeah, absolutely. 
Perfect. Great. Okay, um, Rob, we're going we're gonna to let you go. Um, but thank you very much for taking the, the, the time to join us. Some great advice. It sounds like there's some fantastic opportunities at Frontier that I'm hoping lots of people watching today take advantage of. Um, sorry for stealing your thunder of trying to summarise um, <laughs> Frontier's uh, however many years. That's a, a year fantastic summary. I'll, um, I'll pass that on to, um, to David as well. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Rob, thanks again for joining us. Take care. Thanks, Colin. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Okay, wow, what a great start. So, still to come, we have Creative Assembly, Ardman Animations, Outplay Entertainment, Rocksteady, and Avalanche Studios. But first, we have a company whose founders I worked with back in the 90s. Again, I'm showing my age. So it's lovely to see them do so well with this studio as well as their Sheffield headquarters. They also have six other studios around the UK, plus several overseas, where they've worked on amazing games properties like Sackboy, Sonic, Crackdown, Forza, Hitman, and, and countless others. They're going so fast. Last time I checked, they had something like 170 open vacancies. So I'm not sure how she's got the time to speak to us, but I'm really grateful she does. So please let me welcome Georgina from Sumo Digital. Georgina, Hi. hello, thank you for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Great, over to you. Cool, so let me just um, pull up my slides. Can you just confirm that you can see them? Yep, all good. Okay, cool. So, um, as beautiful as the introduction was, my name is Georgina and I am the code recruiter here at Sumo Digital. Um, before I specialised in code, I worked across graduate recruitment and did various events at universities. So, I feel like I have a bit of an understanding of what it is that you're all going through at the moment. Um, my LinkedIn is on the screen. If you search for Georgina Cornelius, I think I'm either one of two or the only one on there. So please do feel free to connect and reach out. And if you have any questions that I'm unable to answer today, I'll do my best to answer them then. So as you'll see on the screen, we have Sumo Group, Sumo Digital, Atom Hawk, Pipeworks, and Secret Mode. So what I'm going to be speaking about today is primarily Sumo Digital. So Sumo Digital was established in 2003 by some industry veterans who loved what they did, but they had a look at the industry and weren't overly happy with what they saw. It was quite common um, for people to have to look for new positions once a project had come to an end. There wasn't really a lot of job security around then. And people were working excessive hours, even more so than now sometimes. And I think because people love what they do so much, it's easy to get lost in that. But it's also really important to bring your family in and have that work-life balance as well. So they're the two kind of like principles that Sumo Digital was founded on in 2003. So we are free from ego. We are free from prejudice. And we're brought together really by our love for what we do, you know, we're really proud of the games that we make. We're really passionate about the games that we make. And we hope, you know, that people who play our games globally love them and enjoy them just as much as we do. Um, so as Colin mentioned then, since 2003, Sumo Digital have grown quite substantially. That's been through, you know, organic growth, sustainable growth, and also acquiring studios along the way. 
All of those risks have been managed though, because one thing that has always been super important to Sumo is that stability. We want people to feel safe in the work that they do and not have to worry about being made redundant at the end of a project or, you know, having to go out there and find another position. And since forming in 2003, we've stuck to that word. And, you know, we're really lucky that even over the difficult year that a lot of people have had, or year and a half now, I suppose, um, due to COVID, we've stuck to that and we haven't had to make anyone redundant from any of our positions. So on the screen now, you'll be able to see the breadth of the studios that we have in the UK. Um, so starting from the top, we have Sumo Newcastle, we have Red Kite Games in Leeds, we have Warrington, Sheffield, Nottingham, Leamington, Lab 42 in Leamington, who we acquired last year. And rounding us off at the bottom, we have the Chinese Room down in Brighton. Across the pond, we also have um, Pixland in Poland, who again, we acquired last year. And we have Sumo Pune in India, who, fun fact, were actually the second studio that we opened after Sheffield. So Sumo have won some awards recently that we are super proud of. I think one thing that Sumo we try to do is to kind of like have a diverse group of people because the more people with different opinions, different life experiences, the more diverse your games are going to be and the more relevant they're going to be to more people. And we want our games to be made for everyone. So we actually won for gamesindustry.biz, our Leamington studio was the diversity winner of theirs. We also got best places to work for Lab42 and best small companies for Red Kite, for Red Kite Games in Leeds. We also this year won two BAFTA awards for Sackboy, which we are especially proud of. I think especially because, you know, we've not been together in the way that we usually would be, and we've not been able to celebrate together in the way that we usually would either. So it's been quite a tricky year in that sense. And I think getting those awards has just, you know, shown us that yes, as much as we love being together, we work just as well apart. And, you know, it was just a really great thing for Sumo to, to get. And, you know, along with that, having three stars on the Be Heard survey just means that the people who work at Sumo Digital feel like they are appreciated. They feel like if they want to progress in their career, those opportunities are there. And it means that they look to their line managers and feel like they can go to them and speak to them about these positions or, you know, how to get to that next step. So we have a lot of grads who over the years, oh, sorry, my dog has joined us, um, who over the years have, you know, progressed with us and grown with us. And that's super important because, you know, the grads today, you know, somewhere down the line, you may eventually be a manager, a team leader, a principal tech artist, who knows, like, it is really what you want to get out of this industry. And I think leading on from that, we are one of the best top 100 um, UK large companies to work for in 2021. So I wish I could tell you about some of the titles that we have in development at the moment, but unfortunately I can't. I can tell you we do have over 30 titles in development, including some AAA titles, our own IP, and working with some incredible partners, both new and existing. I know our um, Nottingham studio in particular are working on a game that I'm super excited about and I wish I could tell you more about. and. Hopefully, um, over the next couple of months and into next year, we will be able to release some more details on that. So, as Colin said, since 2004, we have released over 60 titles, more recently including Hood, Sackboy, and then I guess what we're most well known for, things like Little Big Planet 3, Team Sonic Racing, Crocodile, 
crocked out, cracked out, um, and Forza. So as I mentioned, we've done our own IP recently, and you know that includes HUD, which was released earlier this year, which I will put my hands up and say I am terrible at. It is not a game that I'm very good at. Um, Little Orpheus from the Chinese Room, and then Spider, which actually was created by a team in our yearly game jam. So one of the benefits at Sumo, and one thing that you know we are really encouraged to do, is take part in the annual game jam. So. Anyone can take part. You don't have to be part of the dev team. You know, even myself, if I had an idea about something that I wanted to create or wanted to join a team, then that's definitely an option for me. And everyone is encouraged to take part if they want to. So just speaking a little bit about our other benefits working at Sumo Digital. So, you know, a lot of the benefits will be similar elsewhere um, across different games and games businesses. We obviously have 27 days holiday and that includes having your birthday off and a duvet day, which I've used recently and it was very needed and it was very nice. I took my dog out to the Peak District for a nice long walk and it was a really lovely day. One of the other benefits that we have are our learning days. So again, leading into the progression and the fact that people who want to progress, we want to help them, we want to get them to that next stage of their career. So you could sit down with your manager and be like, okay, so these are areas that I need to improve on, or these are areas that I want to move into, what should I do? And they might be able to advise to you to either go shadow someone else in the business, or maybe refer you to a course on one of our sites, Udemy. There are thousands of courses on there for you to look at. And last year, actually, I used a couple of my learning days to learn some C++ and coded a very basic space and pay this game, which was both great, really fun to do and really infuriating as well. Um, something that I thought would be quite simple and really wasn't. And then this year, I'm using my learning days to learn British Sign Language so that hopefully doing events like this again in future, we'll be able to sign them as well as kind of like speak to you like this, just to make our events a little bit more inclusive. And, you know, inclusivity at Sumo Digital is super important to us. I also mentioned there we have the Sumo Game Jams. We usually have events every year to, um, I call like the big day out and the big family events. The past year and this year, they are going to be kind of like from home. So they send out little hampers and kind of like, just little boxes of things that make you still feel like even though you're working from home, you are still very much part of the studio and part of the fabric of Sumo Digital. So I just wanted to really quickly run over some application advice um, that over the past couple of years working with grads, they're just things that I have found sometimes do slip. So I think especially within the within this industry, there is a desire to make your CV super creative and super colorful to grab attention. And I completely understand that. But if you think about a hiring manager or a recruiter who's maybe going through 100 plus CVs potentially that day, you want your CV to stand out for the right reasons. So we love that creative energy and that's definitely something we want to see in your portfolio that your CV should be, you know, clean and simple to read and easy for us to get the information that we need from. Make sure your contact information is correct. The amount of times I've tried to reach out to candidates and the email addresses haven't worked, or, you know, we've tried to check out portfolios and the link doesn't work or takes you to a completely different site. And also, if possible, try to make sure your portfolio is up to date. And then just one other thing that I would... Sorry, one of the things that I would mention is when you are kind of like talking about your skills on your CV, which is super important, 
I'd recommend not kind of rating yourself out of 10 or, you know, using bar charts or anything to like show your skills. I think sometimes it doesn't come across in the way that you hope it will. And we've had people sometimes, you know, put themselves as, you know, a out of 10 for C++ or C Sharp or, you know, Unreal or Unity. And that doesn't always read fantastically because we've got nothing to compare it against and you know there's technical directors and principal programmers who wouldn't necessarily rate themselves as nine out of ten because there's just always going to be more to learn i just wanted to say thanks again for letting me speak to you today i'll be hanging around on the discord channel if anybody does have any questions i've also popped on there the sumo recruitment team's email address so if you know I don't get around to answering any of your questions today please feel free just to drop an email there and either myself or someone on the team will get back to you when we can and I just wanted to you know reiterate it can be you know daunting trying to get into the industry and when when you are getting those a lot it, it can feel quite personal but you just have to you have to put yourself out there you have to keep going and it will happen for you I absolutely believe that it will and um yeah just the best of luck with it i started in lockdown so i know it can seem a bit scary looking at how how the world still is to some extent um but you know remote working is possible and having been with sumo for just over a year i've only been into the office once um so it is doable and you can have a really fulfilling career doing it absolutely great advice and i i love the fact that your your dog Oh. Um, agree, agreed with your point, you know, made vocal his agreement <laughs> with your point about keeping your portfolio up to date and then just went off. We saw him just walk off. Oh, yeah. Just, yep, I've agreed, I'm off. <laughs> he just does whatever he wants, to be honest. So he'll sometimes like sit on the stairs and just kind of like stare out the window. And I'm surprised he's not there at the moment, actually, because uh, that's usually where he likes to be. We'll try and we'll try and tempt him back. Um, a couple of good a couple of good questions in oh, the Discord. The um, we've got um Josh Price um, saying that, you know, Sumo's worked on so many different types of games, so many different genres and, and, and platforms. Mm -hmm. um, you know, are there, you know, with some studios, you might want to sort of hone your skills on, on you know, particular aspects of that because you know they're looking for, for certain, you know, art styles or, or physics or sim things or something. With Sumo, it's so broad. I mean, what would be your advice to people on on what you'd expect them to have, whether they should specialise, et cetera? Okay, so I think it depends, really. Like, if you're wanting to go into something quite quite niche and quite specialised, and obviously, regardless of where you're applying, that's what your portfolio should look like. I do think sometimes if you are, let's kind of take um, an, arts, an art portfolio, for example, um, I think sometimes having, you know, a variety of work on there would probably help you get your foot in the door to begin with. And then I think if you wanted to go down like a more niche specialism, you know, once um, you have your foot in the door, it's a lot easier to do that once you have that experience. I think with portfolios and, you know, with applications and things like that, I think just try to put your best foot forward, try and have a variety of pieces on there, but try and make sure that they're all at a similar level. Um, sometimes what we do find is when we do get applications from grads, they are still, as I should be very proud of the work that they did in their first year, but the quality of work from the first year to the third, it's such a phenomenal difference. Um, and I know sometimes it's hard to take those pieces of work off there because you spent a lot of time on them and you're really proud of them. 
that having your best foot forward and I think having a variety on your portfolio and if possible passion projects or things that you haven't done at university because it will just make you stand out a little bit more that's what I'd suggest okay yeah great advice um and then also from Leo saying he's recently taken up a, a kickstart role in web development taking advantage of the kickstart stuff um how helpful is that experience likely to be to get a, a job in games you know when it's experience that's not directly you know it's not in game dev but it's still it's still commercial experience it is still commercial experience and i think it depends on what kind of like area within game show we're looking to get into i imagine it'd be something along the programming side of things um i'd just say where possible to kind of like maybe work on other projects in your spare time or if, if you are kind of like in that area if you're using c that's one of the biggest things that we look for um on cvs when we are looking at kind of like programming or code that's that's on the basis of that's the area that they'd want to get into anyway um so if you're not working with that language um in your position i'd still look at other ways you can kind of like get your experience in c up there okay great advice Georgina, thank you very much for joining us. We're out, we're out of thank time, you. unfortunately. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you for having too, me. Too helpful. Thanks, thanks very much. And um, yeah, great, great to hear that Sumo's a big um, advocate of game jams as well. And we'll hope we'll, we'll find some some great matches between the Jam Fuser participants and um, the, the many Sumo studios in the future. Mm -hmm. Fab, well, thank you very much Perfect. for having me. I hope everyone Brilliant. enjoys the event. Brilliant. Thanks, Georgina. Bye thank for now. Thank you. Bye. Wow, awesome. Okay, so moving swiftly along, um, our next studio was formed in the 80s and um, I've occasionally joked that they've definitely aged better than me, going from strength to strength and they now have over 800 staff in Horsham, um, halfway between London and the South Coast. Many people know them best for their epic Total War series, but I know they've got some really exciting new IP coming through as well that I know they're not going to be able to talk about. But here to tell us what she can is Joanna from Creative Assembly. Hi, Joanna. Oh, you're on mute. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Joanna. Perfect. Thank you for joining us. Yes, no problem at all. <laughs> Great. Over to you. Fantastic. Um, I just thought I'd like to. I thought I'd start by just saying um, well done to everybody who actually took part in the um, Jam Fuser event. Um, it's really, really great to see um, all of the enthusiasm um, and good luck with the actual um, results as well. <laughs> so um, my name is um, Joanna. Um, I am the um, CSR coordinator at Creative Assembly. So um, if you just share the slides. Perfect. Okay, um, so I sit within the recruitment team, but I work um, within our award-winning legacy project. So I organise like all of our schools outreach that we do, um, and we also work with other industry bodies, partners, um, as part of our education provision. Um, whilst also looking after um, our charity of the year, which is voted for by the studio. Um, as part of the legacy project, we also do a lot of outreach with um, universities, colleges, and um, and graduates in general. 
So um, as Colin mentioned, um, we were founded in 1987. Um, so with a development history spanning over 30 years, um, we actually celebrated our 34th birthday last week. <laughs> um, Creative Assembly is one of the largest and longest running game studios in the UK. We were actually purchased by Sega in 2005. And again, um, we are now home to 800 world-class professionals both in Horsham, but we also have a studio in Sofia, Bulgaria. Uh, so just to give you a little bit of taste of what it's like in the um, studio, um, especially sort of a lot of the clips are from before lockdown. So we're very excited about getting back to um, that. We've got a small video to play for you. Fantastic. So hopefully that just gives you a little bit of a taste of um, the environment um, of where we work. So we are um, a studio of world-class um, quality. We've um, gathered a lot of awards over the years. Um, namely, we've um, got the gamesindustry.biz best places to work four years in a row now. Um, plus, it was the second year that we won our work in education. And um, last year, our studio director director Gareth Edmondson won UK's best boss. We are best known as many of you I'm sure know um, for our long-running Total War series which has sold over 20 million copies but we've also grown as a developer in um, premium console titles so obviously we made um, the critically acclaimed Alien Isolation in 2014 and we also partnered with 343 and Microsoft um, to bring Halo Wars 2 to the Xbox. And we are now in full development of our brand new FPS IP, which is very, very exciting. And we're looking forward to sharing what we can when we're allowed. <laughs> um, meanwhile, C Total War continues to build on our successful partnership with Games Workshop. So um, we announced um, Total War Warhammer 3 earlier this year. And we are also able to take opportunities to branch into um, new territories with our record-breaking Three Kingdoms. Um, also, we um, in 2020 released Total War Saga Troy, which sold, had 7.7 .7 million downloads in the first 24 hours. So lots and lots of different concurrent projects and really, really exciting place to be right now. Um, so we, as a studio, we have some values that we um, build our ethos upon. So everything we do is about quality from both the individual actions all the way up to the final projects. We um, focus on our strengths as a studio and our team might work across different projects, but our goal and vision is really clear to everybody. Um, of course, teamwork is really important. So I'm sure um, doing the event that you've just done, you've been working really, really well as a team and found um, that really exciting to do. Um, and also um, respect. 
at CA is given as a default. We respect others um, as diverse and unique individuals um, who come together to create the games that our fans love. Uh, so um, we have a lot of studio benefits. Um, these are just a small um, minority of them. But as you can see, we've got um, personalized career development and training. We have sports classes, language classes, classes, life drawing, massages, studio choir, and there's so much more. We've got a massive um, social community within the studio and a lot of it we've um, successfully been able to keep up whilst we've been in lockdown. But we're looking forward to different things um, coming back about like board gaming and um, at the baking club and things like that when we actually return. Um, opportunity to attend um, at local and global events as a CA ambassador, um, the sort of standard things, but we do have an enhanced maternity and paternity, health, dental and pension options, discounts from retailers, restaurants and tech suppliers. We have um, many free parties, including our CA summer festival, which you saw a couple of clips from in the video, um, and also a Christmas party. Um, we have in-studio wellbeing programme and some people might say the most important, we have free food, um, including ice cream Wednesday. Um, so where can you actually get more information from us? We've got our website, which we've um, got specific discipline creative chronicles. They're really worth having a read and a look around. If there's a um, particular discipline, it gives a lot of information about what you might need to do to get into there, um, into that as a career. Also on our YouTube channel, we give um, masterclasses and dev talks. We also have portfolio reviews on there. Um, we have one coming up at the beginning of September, which if you look on our Twitter, um, you can um, submit your portfolio review to actually um, have the opportunity for it to be um, reviewed live as well. Um, we've got um, Twitter, obviously, like I just mentioned, um, all of our latest news is on there. And also our art station, if you're um, a budding artist, um, in any of the um, different disciplines. We have a lot of work on there, so you'll style and standard. So jobs at CA can be summarized into 14 different categories. Um, we have jobs open in there all throughout the year. If you look on there um, one month and you don't see what um, you're looking for, do just keep going back because we have roles opening and closing all the year through. Uh, some of the current roles that we have um, include our trainee motion capture technician, UI artists, both from associate to senior, um, uh, several other art roles. And then we have a few associate to mid-levels in the ones listed on the other side. So audio programmer, game producers, release manager. This isn't all of our roles, though. We've got over 45 openings currently. And um, even though most of our junior roles are what you can see on the screen Right now, we have training roles opening throughout the year, and we have a really large push on those um, in March, April time. So it's really, really good to have a look because they can be across many of the different disciplines depending on project need. Uh, so that's where I'm going to finish for now. But as um, a lot of you, I'm sure, have seen, we've got um, a lot of our actual developers in the Discord channel now ready to speak um, with you. So do come across and ask specific discipline questions. Um, and we look forward to speaking to you there. Many thanks.
Brilliant. Thanks very much. And yeah, I see I see lots of CA people in the in the Discord. Um, amazingly helpful uh, bunch of, of uh, folk you you seem to have working there. So that's <laughs> that's great. Um, just to preempt one of the one of the questions, someone uh, Leo is asking in terms of a portfolio. Do you do you prefer to see people working on you know many small projects like smaller game jams or do fewer fewer projects that have more effort gone into them? Is there a strong preference or does it just depend? Um, I don't know if there's a strong preference. I think definitely completed projects would um, really show. And also I'm making sure that as part of your portfolio, you've taken, um, if you are showing something that you've worked on as a team, that you really categorize your part of that. So not taking credit for other people's work um, when you're actually showcasing um, it is part of a CV um, portfolio application. So I don't think that it matters if it's few or many, because obviously if it's a small project that you've managed to complete and you can showcase lots, I would say obviously think about the quality of them. So if there's a lot of ones that actually you would think, no, I don't really want to show that, just don't put them in. You don't have to show your worst, <laughs> you can. Um, it's all about showing your best. So make sure that um, you have your best there. Equally, if you've only got a few, but they're, like you say, a lot of effort put in and they're really high class, high quality. Obviously, that's going to um, really stand out. Make sure that your best, most proudest is right at the beginning because that's what's going to um, capture the employer's attention straight away. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. And I, I think the point about being quite selective is important that, you, you, you know, people are people are going to hire you for your judgment. And the, the first step of that is you being able to judge which parts of your portfolio are better. And um, yeah. if you just pile everything in, then it doesn't show great judgment, does it? So great, yeah. great advice. And I would say with that, that even if there was like an, you got to an interview stage and there was a bit that then you wanted to mention from a previous project that you didn't showcase, you can always show it then um, and talk about it then. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, but because of the the, the, the size of, of CA, the fact you've got multiple projects and multiple sites, once someone um, gets in the door as, as such, I mean, how, how much movement is there around? What are the opportunities to move between projects or, or sites? We have a lot of movement, actually. Um, obviously, if you're um, employed for a particular product to begin with, you would be working on that um, that project. But as part of um, our learning and development, we've got a dedicated team for that. And we would um, you'd be able to have one to ones with your manager and talk about where you would want to progress. Um, we'd be able to give um, like provide courses and things for that progression. And um, so going through that way, you'd be able to. Um, yes, there's a lot of movement within the studio, both for progression going from a trainee to associate to mid-level, but also as part of that, or even just if it was a um, lateral move, we do have people moving around different projects um, within it as well. Great to hear. Great, lots of lots of potential for everyone. Joanna, um, I, I could ask keep asking you questions, but we'll, we'll better let you go. So thanks very much for taking the time to join us. And um, uh, we'll let everyone pile into the Discord and ask you and, and your many colleagues in there um, whatever they want. Fantastic. We look forward to um, answering all of your questions. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Thanks, Joanna. Bye. Bye. Okay, great stuff. Still to come, we have Outplay Entertainment, Rocksteady and Avalanche Studios. But up next, this studio, I thought I was ahead of the curve by loving their stop motion creature comforts. 
back in the late 80s, before they made Wallace and Gromit a household name. But it turns out I'd been seeing their stuff for years without realising it. They did Morph in Tony Hart's show. They did Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer video. I was behind the curve. They're also one of the few film studios to realise the potential of games. So here to tell us more about that is George from Ardman Animations. Hey, George. Hello, Colin. Thank you for joining us. Over to you. Thanks very much. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is George Rowe. Uh, I am senior producer of Games and Interactive at Ardman. Uh, can you see what I'm sharing? Can people see what I'm sharing? There we go. This rather terrifying picture is me. Um, so, yeah, we're here because, as, as Colin says, we're, we're growing a console game studio within Ardman right now. We want to recruit some lovely people from Transfuser to come join us on this journey. Uh, so you can contact me on this email here, but we'll talk more about that a bit later. So... Um, Ardman, who are we? You may have heard of Ardman before for, as Colin said, you know, the stop motion features, films like Chicken Run, characters like Shaun the Sheep, Wallace and Gromit, things like that. It's kind of what we're most well known for. Um, but we also do a hell of a, lot of a lot of other things which people don't know quite as much about, like CG shorts and specials, uh, commercials, music videos, interactive apps, 4D cinema films, all this kind of stuff. But we've also been making games for about 14 years now, starting off um, sort of working on Flash games and stuff like that back in the day. And that kind of moved into mobile gaming as, as Flash died. But over the last sort of five years, we've been focused towards console gaming, really. Um, and that's because, you know, fundamentally, we see ourselves as a storytelling company. And that's at the core of everything we do. You know, we want to make people feel stuff and meet interesting characters and have new experiences. And, you know, we know that games are like a really, a really great way to do that. So we see games as a big part of our future. Um, so our first console game, 1111 Memories Retold, which was a co-production with a French studio called Jigigshar and uh, was published by Bandai Namco. This came out in 2018 and was a beautiful uh, World War One story with this impressionist uh, rendering style that made it look like a living painting. And that was our first console game we shipped and was nominated for two BAFTAs, which we were really, really happy and excited about. And it kind of proved to the studio as a whole that, you know, that stories are this fantastic way to tell stories. And we as a company believe that in the future, like, well, kind of now, the boundaries between films and series and games are all breaking down. And, you know, there's going to be really interesting ways to tell stories in the future across these different mediums as, you know, streaming platforms and interactive platforms become these sort of hubs for people to hang out and share experiences. So we think games are currently like the most interesting ways you can tell stories. And we really want to build like a fantastic studio to, to make some really interesting stuff in this space. So you might be thinking, why, why should you take the plunge and, and apply to make games at Ardman? Um, you know, we've got good perks and benefits, the industry standard kind of stuff. And also, you know, we have an on-site cinema, life drawing classes, model making classes, IP, like open IP call-outs where anyone from across the company can submit an idea for a feature film or a series or the next game. But I think more important just than just the sort of perks and benefits and the real reason why there's so many people at the company who've been here for like 20 plus years is our studio culture is really one that values creativity over anything else. Um, you know, and it's also partly why we became an employee-owned company sort of two or three years ago. 
so that the people making the stuff are the people driving the direction of the company. And we'd never want to be, you know, a number on someone's balance sheet or, like, or owned by some big media conglomerate because we really value creativity over and um, as the most important thing that we do day to day. So really, I mean, this is, a, I think, a really exciting opportunity because we're on a we're at the beginning of our journey as a, as a game studio, but we're also inside a company with a 40 year heritage of making amazing stuff and the sort of financial stability that comes with, you know, a company of our size. So I think, you know, we, we're going to have all the upsides you'd have of, of working in kind of an indie games team where, you, have, you know, you get to have genuine creative input on the thing that you're making and the chance to try new things and also the way to, to sort of shape how, you know, be part of how Ardman makes games for the future. And I think another one of the uh, most important things is that we'll never make a generic game. Um, and, you know, we're a company built on uniqueness, on trying new stuff. And if you come and join us, you know, you're always going to be work on something bold and creative from the story to the world, to the gameplay, to the art style. You know, that's where we pen ourselves as a company. So you're always going to be doing interesting stuff. So we're currently at the start of this new adventure, you know, of making our first console game entirely in-house. Uh, we're creating a brand new IP for, for this game, and we've got funding from a major international games publisher. Can't say anything about the game at the moment, I'm afraid, but it's it's totally crazy. It's filled with all the humor, love, and craft you'd expect from an Ardman production, and it's really great fun to work on. And we've you know we've been scaling up the team for about six months now, and we've got an amazing core team of super experienced uh, industry veterans. But that's just the start. And that's where you guys come in. You know, over the next six to 12 months, we're looking to recruit uh, roles across pretty much every discipline. And we're looking for some great graduates in, you know, as I say, pretty much every discipline. So, you know, come and say hi to Joshua Baldwin, who's our game director, who's over on the Discord, or email me at games at and let us know what kind of thing you're interested in. You've already heard lots of great advice from the people on here about, you know, what, what to do when implying. So any only thing I would say is, don't sleep like Sean here on this opportunity. And that's it. That's the end. Very, very good advice. Yes. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much, George. And what what I love about events like these is is we get a range of people. You know, so it's sometimes it's it's great hearing from a, a recruiter's perspective. Sometimes it's great hearing from a, a programmer. Sometimes it's great hearing from a studio manager or a a, a director or a producer we you know you get all sides and perspectives and, and what everyone's looking for because when you're looking for a job every single one of those is is going to need to want you before you, you you get hired so thank you very much for taking the time to, to to join us um one one nice broad question that's come through on the on the discord from bill cooley um you know basically asking what do you look out, look for in a in a, a you know if a graduate is going to really stand out to you when it's an entry level creative role? Obviously, they're, they're limited in how much um, mm. they they can have done at that point in their career. But what are you really looking for? Um, I think the thing that stands out most, I think, and you can really see it when you go through someone's CV or portfolio or whatever, is is their passion and like what what it is they're really passionate about and why they want to be in that role. So I think really we look for people who really like love the thing that they want to do and want to have exciting ideas about it and you know we want to really feel that in, in, in your application um so yeah i think you know as we've heard before having a couple of sort of standout projects that you're really 
passionate about and that you when we speak to you you can really talk about why you made those decisions and why you love doing it i think that's what really stands out to me personally as a producer okay yeah great advice um and then something partly from a personal point of view i mean admin you touched on it at the start does such a wide array of things how much involvement if if i come in on the game side of things, mm. I, I, am I completely focused on the games, or am I, I, I? You know, are you dealing with with some of the other departments doing all these other things as well? Yeah, we, well, we actually are in the process of restructuring the company so that they're not like distinct units anymore. Because we see we've got all these talented people doing all these really fantastic, interesting things, but if you put them all together, you're going to get more innovation and exciting stuff that comes out of it. So, like, if you joined us to work on games, yeah, you, you, you know, that would be your first port call. But then you'll also be interfaced, say, if you're in, the art, in an art team, you'll also then be, you know, have an interface with all the artists working on feature films, working on, on stop-motion stuff, things like that. Because we know that kind of cross-pollination of stuff is when you get really exciting stuff happening. So, you know, we want people to join us for games, but, you know, if you're interested about films and, and storytelling and all the other things that we do as well, then there's definitely opportunities to, to learn some exciting stuff around that too. Okay. And this is, I mean, you've maybe partly answered this question, but I was basically going to ask, do I, do I, do I need to be a fan of your past work? Do I need to be a Wallace and Gromit fan, you know? No, I don't, not at all. Not at all. Um, I think because, you know, we're, we're, we want to build new stuff for the future. Like, I think if you're coming to Arm expecting to make FPS games where, you know, blood's coming out of people's heads and stuff like that, that's, that's probably not going to happen. But I don't think you need to have a you know a real knowledge of what we've done before, but I think it's more just about being excited about the possibilities of what we can kind of do with games that have that kind of humour and craft and love at the heart of them. That's what that's what we're going to be doing. Okay, um, and the, the question that we, we always have to ask at these, I don't think I've actually explicitly asked today. <laughs> remote working, COVID, how how's that been? How uh, you know how have you adapted? What do you think the the, the future is for Ardman? Yeah, it's been a really interesting process and I couldn't tell you if I exactly knew what the future is going to be at the moment because, you know, we're still we're still figuring out as we're going on along. I definitely see hybrid working as sort of like part in the office, part at home as a big part of our future. And it, this is the interesting thing about it because it really depends what kind of part of your career and age you're at, wherever you really want to be in the office all the time or if you want to be at home because, you know, if you're working out of a shared house or on a you know, the side of your bed, that's very different than if you've got a lovely house and you're happy to work there all the time. So I think what we're what we're trying to do at the moment is figure out how it works for everyone across the studio, really, like everyone of all levels of seniority. So I think hybrid working is going to be a big part of the future, but I don't think we know exactly what that's going to look like yet. It's just figuring out how it can work for everyone. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if only we could... Uh foresee the future we would have um, made changes 19 months ago <laughs> yeah for sure perfect okay um we're actually doing okay on time so i've i've saved something to embarrass myself with so as i alluded to before uh, you came on george um i was i was a fan of um your creature comfort adverts that you did for the, the, the power companies. Oh, yeah. And, and there was, um, I, I can't remember how many, there was dozens and dozens of different characters that, mm -hmm. that were all animated to, to real-life um, voices. Um, so one of them was this this turtle. 
Yeah. Um, and it was a, a, a an old an old guy that was waxing lyrical about how he loved his central heating being easily turned off and onable. And there was these T-shirts, and I was the very very proud owner of one of these T-shirts. And here is a photograph <laughs> of a me that's well, this is twenty eight years ago. Um, a slightly younger me. This is me having just shipped lemmings on the, the, the wow. platform I was supporting. So the, behind me there are hundreds and hundreds of boxed copies of the lemmings that we did on a, an old British computer called the, the, the Sam Coopie. Um, and it, it's, it, it, it seems somehow poignant that I, I shipped <laughs> a copy of lemmings while wearing an Ardman t-shirt. That's amazing. That's a piece of history, Colin. That's awesome. Absolutely. And you're just talking about me having hair. Never mind anything else. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, that's made us late again. So apologies for that. <laughs> got, got to be self-indulgent sometime. George, thank you so much for taking the time to, to, to join us today. That's really useful. Great to have your colleagues on the Discord. I see there's, there's questions going in there. So... And anyone that's got any other questions for the lovely folks from Arden, dive in. Um, now is your chance. Um, and thanks very much for taking the time to join us this afternoon. Great. Thank you, Colin. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Hope to speak to you soon. Great. All right. Thanks, George. Okay, that was great. That was only slightly embarrassing. So let's just move swiftly along. Um, our next company, um, we're coming back up to Scotland to a great studio who both develop and publish a string of super successful mobile games covering a range of genres, IPs, and most recently they've managed to get Gordon Ramsay into a game. So here from Outplay Entertainment is Anna Brown. Hi, Anna. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm going to go off and cringe somewhere, so I'll leave everyone in your capable hands. <laughs> no one asked you to do that. You provided that. <laughs> Perfect, thank you. So, um, just a first off a little bit about me. So, I'm Anna. Um, I'm the HR advisor for Outplay Entertainment. Um, what's interesting about me and my role is I started very quite you know a junior entry level role it was advertised as a three-month part-time fixed term position um, and actually last week I celebrated my five years at Outplay so it's just flown by it's been filled with so much fun and laughter and just a mix of just internal learning and development it's just been amazing and I think we've done well for a three-month fixed term contract to last to last this long they'll keep me um, I'm also a Women in Games ambassador, so just recently appointed, um, I think earlier on this month. So I work with Women in Games in order to promote um, just improving kind of the ratio between men and women in the games industry as a whole. So Outplay is also a corporate ambassador, so we really set up a lot of events and um, you know sessions to, in order to help you know girls with any questions or routes into the industry. So my role is basically to cover the HR function for the support division. So that includes back-end tech, marketing, analytics, finance, IT. So if you've not heard about Play before, we are um, a mobile game studio. So we create kind of match three 
casual games. And as Colin said, recently our most recent game is Gordon Ramsay's Chef Blast. So that's a really great game. We're so excited to have launched that. I would highly recommend to download if you haven't already. It does tell you off if you're not doing a great job. Um, but we also have a wide range of different games. So we have Mystery Match Village, Crafty Candy Blast, all match three games, but just totally different genres and storylines. So as mentioned, we are located in Dundee in Scotland um, and the company was created 11 years ago now. So it, it's a long time ago. We've just kind of last year created our 10 year birthday, which is really fun and exciting. And um, we have about 130 employees now just from um, all over the world. Kind of, we've got 30 nationalities currently working for us. So it's a really diverse company to be a part of. And as everyone knows, we had um, the issue with COVID-19 um, in the last wee while. So this is the first time that Outplayers have really worked remotely. We never really kind of looked into that before, but it kind of obviously forced us to look in that manner. Um, and it really got us thinking to, you know, we actually like this. It's, you know, there's no fires going out. This is really great and everyone's really engaged. So what we've decided to do is create a hybrid environment for everyone. So you can work wherever suits you, what works best for you and your lifestyle. And we really want to kind of help balance that work-life relationship. So every single one of our roles have the option to be fully remote, fully on-site, or a hybrid, so a mix of the two of them. Um, so the last two weeks have just been trialing out with a few of our outplayers, and it's going really well. So all of our roles from now into the future will, will have that option. So that's really exciting. We also have the Outplay Academy. Now, this is our learning and development initiative. So what this means is we put a lot of time and dedication into developing our outplayers. So what we've done in the past is we've had external speakers come into the studio. It's interesting that Arvin were right before me because you'll see at the corner we've got, um, they came into our studio and we made um, the Wallace and Gromit clay figures. So there's a lot of cross-disciplinary learning going on and um, what we do is kind of create that time set aside through our monthly academy afternoons. So that's a set of time blocked out of everyone's calendar specifically for personal learning. Some people like to do professional courses. We do have internal workshops and we have a session running currently where it's women of outplay and they speak about their journey and kind of what um, lessons they've learned and things but also that really has you know, grown into different art skills and um, different kind of you know technical skills from engineers and things so it's really just whatever you want to learn during that time. We have also had the opportunity to put people on different courses and um, obviously that's much more available to us now because of remote working that means we can send a lot more people to specific courses they're interested in. Um, also, we set people through professional exams like AWS. So really, there's a big driver force encouraging everyone to continually professionally develop. So one of the internal initiatives that we've got under the Academy is we have promotion plans. So no matter what stage you come in to outplay within your career, 
we help you assist and grow within that role. So if you, you know, started with us as a junior designer, if your goal was to kind of be the senior lead designer at Vicly, we would encourage you and go through the motions to do that. And at each step, we would sit down with yourself and a mentor and go through, you know, what you've been great at and what potentially you're lacking at the moment. And if that's just giving you some more support and more opportunities to do that, we'll sit down and plan that with you. So you feel you've got a continuous development plan there for you and your career. So we've got current opportunities here specifically for entry level and junior roles, which is really exciting. I think we really see the benefit of bringing people in, you know, fresh graduates, they've got new perspective, new ideas. So we do try and um, have a few junior roles each year. So just now we've got a junior data engineer. So this was working within the data ops team. So the criteria that we're really looking for here is someone that's just passionate about working with data. They're excited about data collection, analytics. Um, and the team's quite a small team. So I think you'll really be given that responsibility if you want it. And it'd be a really good connection and good mentors to help guide you and build your confidence up. And again, this role is really, really important to the company. Um, and if you've got experience or knowledge about cloud technologies, this is definitely you know, the role for you. We've also got a marketing artist and you'll see by the title doesn't state junior, but we are open to fresh graduates here for this role as well. So really this is just about if you have good skills in graphic designs, you know about Adobe and After Effects, and you just have a general open and creative mindset. So we just really are looking for people that genuinely care about what they're doing, that specific you know, eye to detail, and they just enjoy themselves while doing that. So those are our two open junior roles available just now. So if you'd like to speak to me or I can put you in touch with the hiring manager for those roles, please just email me as well and we can set that up. Um, I would definitely encourage if anyone is keen to speak more about Outplay or learn a bit more about our roles, um, definitely you know engage in work experience. We do have a lot of sessions there. Um, if you are interested, um, these can either be you know a day long, a week long, a month long. Really just depends on what suits you. And even if it's just you know if it's an artist and you're just looking for advice on your portfolio. We can also help that as well. We do a lot of outreach work with our local universities. So we'd love to help, you know, if anyone is looking for that specific feedback, we'll be more than happy to give you it. And I think that's me. Great stuff. That's brilliant. Thank you very much, Anna. Um, question question about the data role. Would you, would you still yeah. give the, the, the job to someone that pronounced it data? Of course. We're open, <laughs> here. We're open minded. Absolutely. Quite right. Quite right. <laughs> um, uh, slightly more serious question. Um, I, I thought that was fascinating about the, 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 the move to, to flexible working going, going mm -hmm. forward because you know, we're, we're all taking an interest in this. And despite everyone or virtually everyone working remotely at the moment, um, it seems most companies are still sort of sitting on the fence. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's great to see. Is that, I mean, one, one of the questions, I guess, is 
I, I might not know what I want, you know, because I heard a lot of people at the start of this go, oh yeah, remote working's great, I want to do this forever. And then after six months, they went, oh, no, I want to get back into the office sometimes. Can, can you chop and change? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I'm doing. So I live not too far from the Dundee office anyway, probably about half an hour. So for me, I, you know, said adopt for the hybrid model, kind of one day in the office and then the rest at home. But, you know, some weeks can be totally different and I might prefer it if I'm actually in the full week or three days a week or, you know, there's just so much going on that I can't be in the office at all. And, if you know, iPlay is very much open and flexible to whatever the individual wants. And if that's, you know, they initially are Dundee-based and they're in the office full-time, but actually now they want to move to Brighton or something, we would support that. So we know what life is like and things just chop and change all the time. So we know that the office is always going to be there. It's big enough for everyone. So if people want to come and please as they like, then that's totally fine with us. Okay, great stuff. And it also struck me that, I mean, Outplay is quite unique in that you're, um, you know, because you're both a developer and a publisher and as part of, you know, as part of the games being, you know, online with the server aspect as well as the sort of client aspect, that's, that's a much, seems a much broader range of skills um, yeah. than a typical studio that's just looking for, you know, in-house client developer side skills. Um, does that mean you get a, a sort of broader, you know, you can sort of pull from a broader base, you know, when you've got, you know, mm -hmm. if you're the marketing artist, presumably you don't need to have any kind of a games background. You just got to be a great artist that can produce great marketing materials. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And it should say on our job ads if it's specific games, you know, experience that we're looking for. Sometimes it is just maybe entertainment industries. But like you're saying, if they have that, you know, knowledge and that, um, that motivation, then a lot of the skills can be kind of moved over to different industries. So it's really just about the individual themselves and if they have a passion for it and if they have that foundation to learn more on. Okay, and th this also sort of harks back to one of the questions that we got earlier. I've, I've forgotten which um, company was on, but the 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 person that had taken a kickstart role as a as a web um, developer that was outside of game development, and they were worried that that sort of w would count against them when looking for a games job. I, I mean, the opposite would be true with you. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think we sometimes look for a different experience to ours because obviously, you know. We work in a games company, we know what we know, but sometimes we are actually looking for other experience to come in and tell us, oh no, you shouldn't be doing that, you should actually be doing it this way. Have you ever thought about that? That's why you know, we're looking for these people and they have that expertise that we are sometimes lacking. So absolutely, it doesn't always have to be you know, games industry specific. Perfect, great, good to know. Um, and then just a, a quick general question, any any sort of red flags, anything, you know, when you get, you know, CVs or portfolios in and it's just, oh, no, don't do that. I would definitely say if you are copying and pasting anything is to make sure it's the correct role. It's definitely the correct company. I know it is a long slog, especially if you are trying to enter the industry. If it's, you know, you're applying for lots of different companies, lots of different roles, and it's so easy to just copy and paste a cover letter and it's got someone else's studio naming, but... We do notice that and it kind of then paints a picture well if they you know, come into that role. Is their attention to detail going to be there? So I would really just double check everything that you're putting on your cover letter and CV and just make sure it's 
it's up to scratch basically. But I think um, the speaker before Admin said it, when we kind of feel the same, it's definitely if they show in their cover letter that actually they've played our games, they know what Outplay is about, um, they like one of our games. Some We've even had one time, not critiques, but suggestions of, oh, actually, I would love it if Angry Birds did X, Y, and Z. So it is really just knowing that they've looked into our games and they know that they are excited to be part of, you know, our match three journey with us. Great stuff. Okay. Um, and you've got folk on the on the Discord to answer some questions. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Okay. Um, so um and our colleagues are on the Discord for it's only about the next half an hour now. We're wading through this. Um, <laughs> so jump on, get your questions in. This is a one-time opportunity to get all these amazing companies answering your questions. So jump on now and um ask all the questions while while we've got them. Anna, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. That's okay. Thanks very much for having me. Cheers. All right. Bye for now. Bye. See you. Okay. Before we bring on our next studio, um, we're going to cover a couple of other things. So let me just bring Deborah back. Hi. How are we doing? Hello. Welcome back. We're surviving, I think. Great. I'm embarrassing myself. It's all good. <laughs> that was totally classic. It was amazing. Just total legend. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. It was yeah, really, it was and really you're still, great. You're still just talking about my hair. I can yeah. it. never, never <laughs> mind you. <laughs> I, I didn't actually know you at that stage in your career, Colin. So, yeah, that was a whole that was a whole whole new thing. <laughs> no, not, not many people know me um, with hair. Uh, it's been that yeah. long ago. Um, so you, um, uh, as as part of this, you had a, a great initiative around sort of interview primers, um, and we're also going to show a, a short video. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we had um, the teams um, do a fill in a, an interview primer exercise, we called it, um, just to try and get kind of get to grips with some questions that some of our, our companies um, may potentially ask. So I've got some of the kind of responses and feedbacks and some kind of more just points to pull out of, of the responses that we had from that. And then we're going to have a quick uh, showreel of um, of the of the game. So I don't know what, what do you want to do first, Colin? Do you want to do a showreel first or do you want to do the interview? Um, let, let's do the interview primer, I think. Okay, cool. Okay, okay, that's grand. Excellent. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who filled out the interview primer and, and take part in it. Um, as I said, um, we kind of did this exercise in terms of um, just providing a variety of questions that may get asked during an interview. Um, the, the questions in the exercise were shaped from um, some comments and feedback and, and um, questions that we got from our funded companies when they're going through the interview um, process, what questions that they would ask and, and, and what's um, interesting from them. So um, we, we, yeah, so, it, so, we, so we kind of filtered out some of the, the questions from there and kind of honed it down into an exercise that wasn't too laborious for you guys to fill out, hopefully, um, but would hopefully get you to start thinking about it. So purpose of it was really to provide variety of questions that may get asked during an interview and also having some comments um, in it from from some of these companies um, that that they that, that they commented on in terms of um, getting back to us about we really wanted to do it just to kind of I suppose give you the opportunity to take some time to think through your responses um, 
and to think, well, what, how am I going to answer this to make me stand out from the rest of the crowd? Um, how can I um, draw on from some of the evidence and some of the examples um, and some of the experience that perhaps that you um, that you'd have had from um, taking part on the enterprise pathway um, and showcasing your skills through through um, the jump through Jamfuser. Um, and we kind of hope, hope that it would equip you to kind of confidently respond to questions when you're in that uh, moment of being maybe perhaps put on the spot or you're in that, that interview experience and, you know, our nerves sometimes get the better of us or, um, you know, you're, you're, you, 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 you know, you kind of think, oh, I've got all these all these things that I want to say and then you kind of freeze and hopefully you'll be able to um, pick up on something and something will come to, to mind and so you can draw on that. So. That was kind of really the the kind of the main purpose of it, and the the, the kind of cut and cut and thrust of what we kind of wanted to get out of it. And um, you know, as I said in the Discord channel, there isn't really a particular right or wrong answer to it. It's not particularly good or bad. Um, some of the the questions were quite wide, and they were quite kind of um, could, could be taken off to be like kind of maybe a bit vague, or you know, how do I respond to this? But hopefully, as I said, it maybe give you a bit of an opportunity to apply it to a potential. Um, employment opportunity that you would have um, and think about how you would answer a question like that depending on the role. Um, what I'm going to do is I've got a couple of slides that are going to just quickly go through some of the, the kind of the key points or some of the um, key things that came out of, of the questions that we asked. Um, I think it's been really interesting listening to the companies today and, and hearing what they've had to say. I know a lot of, of your questions in the Discord channel is, you know, how do I stand out and how do how do I make myself um, kind of look look different and, and, and come across different from everybody else who's applying for, for these wonderful jobs? Um, and you know, so here from the passion question, you know, what, what, how, you know, how can you show that you're passionate about your games development? There was like kind of about five key headings that kind of took out of that, and one of them is enjoy it and have fun. And I think that's been a lot of what we've seen coming through. Certainly, your submissions to um, Jamfuser. Um, I love what George said from Ardman. You know, why why do you really love it? Um, you know, and excited about the possibilities. So you know, showing that you're excited and that you're passionate um, and that you're enjoying what you're what you what you're doing. Um, another key thing was you know how to, to demonstrate passion is that you're developing skills and learning. Uh, you know somebody was like just do it and get out there, make games um, and take part in, in different activities, whether it be through university or college courses, portfolio development, and taking part in programs such as jam fusers and, and all the many other game jams that are out there as well. Um, so um, one thing that somebody commented on, which I thought was a which was a great thing, was talking about it being like a daily discipline. And, and something that they're endeavouring or wanting to do every day um, is, you know, tapping into something about the games industry. And, you know, so whether it's something that's perhaps focused on, as they said, they're creating art and concept assets, or whether it's about um, kind of reading about new techniques or workflows, or simply by broadening the games that they're playing. Um, you know, I think that's really good to give that kind of broadening, um, broadening the kind of understanding of what, what it takes to make a game, which kind of filters on nicely to the next next point. You know, understanding and having a broad kind of understanding of, of, of what it takes to make a game and, and demonstrating that you kind of you kind of understand that as well. Another point was um, taking into consideration other people's perspective. Um, you know, I think being eager to hear um, opinions of others about games you create um, or that you like to get a fuller picture of how good they are and because other people might see things that you missed and so you can learn from those perspectives. You know, I think that's that you know that's spot on. And again, we've heard from some of the, the companies here today, you know, they're interested in you 
talking about their games. They're interested in you, you know, having, you know, whether it's a, a genre of game or a type of game that you're, you know, you might not be you might you know might not be something that you're totally into but at least you have an understanding um, of the of the games that they're making i think that 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 really helps to demonstrate that you have a passion about it desire and care showing that you've made games and that you care about them um Passion that can be displayed in um, many different ways um, and um, through talking about the games that you love or how you enjoy. Um, you know, so please don't be shy to share kind of general information about like that if you are in an interview situation um, sharing about what kind of games that you like. Um, I know one of the questions had that in um, a, a you know, kind of number of different things. You know, what do you think your employer is looking to find and, and, and what, what sorry what your employer is looking to hear most about in an interview. And a lot of people select, oh yeah, they want to hear about, you know, how technically skilled I am, whether it's an art or programming or design or um, production, whatever the, 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 the skill is. Very few selected, they don't really want to necessarily hear talk, you talking about the games that you play. And I think we've heard um, through some of the, 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 the companies that they are interested in that. They're interested in, in what you do and, and what your opinion about that is as well, so that they can um, you know, consider that when they're, they're in the process of, of um, you know, figuring out about their games and how they hit, um, hit an audience and, and, and how they display them. So um, I think Anna said there, uh, you know, demonstrate that you've played our games, you know, uh, you know, in covering letters and CVs and that, that you have an understanding about them as well. So that's a great way. So as I said, lots of ways to display your passion, loads of responses to that um, and, and, and showing and telling us about how you're passionate about working in this wonderful industry. On the other side of the kind of spectrum, we, we asked um, the question is, tell us something in games development that you struggled with. You know, we had some amazing, honest and open res responses to this, you know, and, and there were multiple um, responses um, certainly written out about it. And I've just written down some there in, in the purple, um, some responses area, you know, so whether it's coping with new tasks or decision making or learning new skills, um, you know, taking on too many responsibilities, starting new projects, communication, perfectionism, gaps in technical skills, many, many more. And, you know, I think um, kind of one of the kind of reflections that we want you know wanted to say about the, these are not you know unusual um, and you're not alone in these things you know uh, you know we I, on a constantly on a daily basis even as part of my roles I'm thinking oh, how am I going to deal with this new thing that I've never done before or how am I going to learn this new skill or how am I going to communicate this with my with my teammates you know when we're working in this dispersed fashion and um and, and in a way that it, that's new and, and and figuring that out so you know, with, with many of these things, we're not alone, but we do have, um, you know, we've got we've got team members and, and that there are people within our team who can help us or there's ways that we can, can reach out for that. One of the things that we were also reflecting is that you, you can never reach that final destination and we're always learning. And, um, you know, so don't be too hard on yourselves in terms of, oh, you know, I've, uh, you know, I haven't got all these skills and I'm not quite there. It's, it's always it's a process of, of learning. And, and, and that is, you know, general, you know, every day is a school day is one of the things I always like to say to myself, even at my grand age that I am at. Um, you know, some of you said that you find a solution through studying and through practice. And I think, you know, these are really these are really great things, you know, going online and, you know, joining different forums and chats to find out a lot about it as well. Um, reaching out to others. Um, I think that's a really great way of helping with struggles. Not only does it help you to you know, articulate and put into words what it is that you're actually struggling with, but you can actually then find out, well, the people have wrestled with this and um, this is the, the this is what they found um, about it and it helps you to, to, to get it out there. Um, 
you're entering a really friendly um, industry that's open to sharing information. Um, we've got a number of, um, for example, we've got a number of Discord servers um, that we've got set up with our with our funded companies from the different rounds, and they're always sharing information on these servers. They're always like, "Oh, has anybody had any ever had any experience of doing this? Has anybody had any experience of you know um, doing this point?" And you know, we're looking for um, maybe somebody to, to, to test our games. Is you know, does anybody know about this? Or and and it's really interesting just to see you know how they how by reaching out they find the answer really quickly um, and they find that there's people who have actually kind of gone before them and and and, and gone and, and, and learned this stuff as well so uh, one comment at the bottom there it says by reaching out uh, to the help available in the employment part pathway discord and managed to find a solution and get back on track and that was really great to see during the course of of jamfuser um you know teams being able to reach out to some of our mods um and um then being able to to to, to walk through different kind of maybe technical issues or maybe it's you know um figuring out you know team stuff or whatever was going on for them it was really encouraging to see that kind of development of relationship and you know finding out the solution um, by asking the question, you'll probably find out there's probably quite a few people as well sitting there um, wanting to know the answer as well. So you're not the only one, you're just a brave one who's actually asked the question as well. And the final thing I'm going to really say about this was our career goals. Um, and, the, you know, we asked the question, what are your career goals? Um, I just want to pick up on a point that um, kind of Rob Senior made at the very beginning um, of, of the, the, the talks. Um, and he talked about, you know, career progression and how they were really looking forward to um, people um, having, you know, if they're wanting to progress on in their games and they're wanting to get within the company, looking for people who are ambitious. Um, and and um, I think that really came through within um, the responses that that we had. You know, they were inspirational, hopes for the future. You were really ambitious, and you were really wanting to take um, the initiative um, to get to these to these places. So you know, some people were saying they wanted to teach, be a teacher, and, and teach modeling, or maybe being a lead designer, a senior environment artist, and game director. You know, these are all aspirational uh, um, posts and places to do. I think one of the, the again interesting things that you know we were talking about and when the question was what motivates you at work um, and the top response was an interesting product project um, you know and, and contributing and being part and, and leading a team that's working on something and um, that is or will become meaningful so again some of the the, the great ideas there in terms of, of, of what people were talking about in terms of their career goals was you know pitching their own game idea and um, opening up a game studio and working on projects that I care about beyond earning money um, and leading a studio, uh, a stu lead, lead a full studio team to create a masterpiece or two. And I think these are really the kind of aspirational um, and these are these are the kind of things that Rob was talking about and the, and the qualities and people um, that Rob was talking about in terms of those who are going to be able to progress on in their career and within the different um, companies that certainly we've heard of um, and heard about um, from today. So that is just some of the points that and, and, and some of the kind of things that we took out of um, of, of the, the interview primer. And um, we've also got, you know, our, our careers um, um, thing today. Um, and we are, um, we're, you know, really delighted that, that you're all here and um, taking part. So please make sure if you've got questions, you've got about another 
20 minutes to get them in there into the Discord, take advantage of, of the companies that are there. There's some really great engagement from these companies and they're all sounding like they're lovely people uh, who are only you know really too happy to talk to you about their passion, which is, which is games and games development. So well done, everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, look forward to, 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 to the rest of the evening. Colin, you want to carry I, I, on I, I, and do that? Absolutely. Well, I was just going to say, touch, touching on, um, you know, speaking of aspiring masterpieces or two, let's yes. let's have a, a, sh a look at the short uh, montage video of the Jam Fuser games. Yes, that'd be great. ones will win those all look amazing so stay tuned we've got the awards after this in uh, 20 30 minutes or so we'll start with the awards and we'll find out which one of those um pick up pick up some um virtual um virtual acrylic awards or whatever you get these days um okay deborah we'll um we'll crack on so um we still have two amazing amazing studios to come before we get to the awards. So first up, we jump down to London for our next studio to another really well-established company that's been around for 17 years. They're most famous for their hugely successful and critically acclaimed Batman games, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, and they're also working away on a Suicide Squad game due out next year, I believe. So here to tell us more, maybe not about the Suicide Squad game, uh, but in general, is Bex Holland from Rocksteady. Hi. Hi Thank you, you for joining us. <laughs> no worries. Very good. Tell you what, you're right. going to have me breaking my NDA if you're not careful, Colin. <laughs> well, that's, that's the hope. We will try. We will try. <laughs> we'll come Thanks back with more questions. Thanks great. for that, Deborah. It's really great to hear from you. <laughs> great. Bex, over to you. 
Yeah, awesome, cool. Let me just grab my slides up really quickly. Do the typical, can you all see that, hear that, everything? Yep, all good. Perfect. Um, fantastic. So um, good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're having a very good day. Uh, my name is Bex. Um, I head up recruitment here at Rocksteady Studios, um, and I'm really excited to be chatting with you a little bit today just to tell you a bit more about us, um, what we've been up to, um, and a little bit more about the studio. Um, and more importantly, what you're probably all most interested in is sort of how we hire, what our recruitment processes look like, and what we look for when we're hiring. Awesome, cool. So I thought I'd run you through a quick little bit of studio history just to start us off. So yes, as Colin sort of said, we were established 17 years ago, back in 2004 by these two lovely chaps. Um, so this is Jamie um, and Sefton, they're our directors, and they would be absolutely horrified to know that these are the photos that I use of both of them uh, when I do these talks. Um, so on your left, we've got Jamie, he's our uh, studio director. Um, he's responsible for like planning, well-being, culture, and then you've got Sefton, who's the brain behind all of the games, uh, the direction, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's those two. Um, and as sort of Colin mentioned, uh, you probably know us best for our work on the Batman games, two of which we actually managed to get Game of the Year status on, which was really, really cool. Um, and you may have also heard um, that we are indeed absolutely, yes, working on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is set to be released next year. Um, something to note here um, is that we are a one game studio. So that means we've only ever got one title in development at any one time. We kind of feel that allows us to collaborate really well as a studio. Um, and then everyone knows kind of what we're working on um, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. So this was our lovely faces quite a number of years ago now, actually, this photo was actually taken before I joined. Um, but beyond our games, who are we? So um, we are a group of about 290-ish people, um, which includes devs, HR, operations, etc. And we're based in Kentish Town, as Colin sort of mentioned, in London. Um, Although with the pandemic, we've sort of begun to hire remotely. So now lots of our staff kind of work all over the world. Um, but the majority of us will still be back in the studio when we're allowed to again, eventually, whenever that is. So um, yeah, we're pretty small compared to um, a lot of other AAA studios who kind of create games with a similar, similar quality level. Um, but the great part about being smaller is that everybody's got real ownership over the game. People are responsible for very prominent parts of the game. So once shipped, we can kind of all really take a step back and everybody gets to see their contribution. This is also the same with our junior roles. Um, we tend to find that we kind of throw you in the deep end and you get to work on you know, real chunky bits of work as soon as you get started with us. Um, so that's always really exciting for juniors when they kind of join us um, too. And the other great thing about sort of being that little bit smaller is we get to stay really agile. So we get to really use a lot of bleeding edge tech and new techniques and things because um, we're able to implement them quite quickly without much interruption to the development process. So yeah. Um, and aside from making great games, there's lots of really fun photos here. Um, we genuinely really love spending time together. So whether that's hanging out and playing games or eating way too much food <laughs> um, or, you know, playing football, uh, we get to pet puppies. I don't know if you can see the puppies in the top left hand corner. Yes, we have puppies that come to our studio. I think if that's not a reason to join, I don't know what else I can bribe you with. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we do a lot of kind of socializing together and it's a really wonderful kind of family feeling uh, culture. 
Cool. So uh, what you're probably wanting to find out is what do we look for when we're hiring? Um, so of course, we're always on the lookout for really good skill, dedication to your craft and really good examples of your work, um, which, by the way, should be as tailored to our studio as possible. But there's a few other things that we look for. That's kind of, of course, the key one. Um, but when we're recruiting and interviewing, we always have our values at top of mind. So those are quality, efficiency, professionalism, and the one that I think is most important is treating people well. Um, so when we're sort of hiring, we're looking for people that kind of embody these values. And throughout our interview process, we kind of ask questions that are tailored um, towards these values. So I'd always recommend taking the time to think about some real life examples that you can tell us about during your interviews. So for quality, maybe there was a project that you worked on uh, during your course where you really helped push the quality bar and help take the project to the next level. Um, efficiency, maybe you came up with a really creative solution to help come up with a way to cut some time without, of course, cutting quality um, to deliver a project. Uh, professionalism, have you ever had to sort of work with somebody that's a bit difficult uh, or you didn't get along with, but you know, still managed to deliver regardless of sort of the differences and then sort of treating people well, has there ever been an instance where you really went above and beyond to kind of help a teammate um, with their work or notice that they were struggling and sort of jumped in? Um, all of those are really good kind of examples um, of our values at play. Um, so yeah, try thinking a few of your own. Um, and the other thing to mention is this is kind of an insider's tip. Every single studio will kind of interview in a very similar way. So um, I'd always recommend um, taking a look at any studio's values and just coming up with a few examples that you could potentially tie in because they will probably come up. Cool. I also wanted to share whilst we're talking about sort of hints and tips um, a little bit on some application tips when not just applying to us, um, but to applying to other studios too. Um, so getting your CV past recruitment is probably one of the hardest parts of the application processes. We, like everybody else in games, get lots of CVs for our roles and it's really important that you try and stand out. So um, my first piece of advice is write, write a really great cover letter. Um, so make sure that it's tailored to the studio um, that you wanna work at. If it's a studio that you really, really want to work at, you should be writing kind of a different letter each time. Um, you can have a template, that's absolutely fine, but the amount of letters that I get with the wrong studio name at the top, the wrong job at the top, anything that's like clearly copy and pasted without many references to us or our games probably isn't gonna get past us. Um, I'd recommend here talking about uh, why you wanna work for us, about our games, why your skills match what we're looking for. All those sorts of things are really great to kind of write in a cover letter. Tailor your examples of works and include it. Um, yeah, I think that kind of stands for itself. Similar to the great cover letter, um, make sure uh, that you have a couple of examples of your work. You tailor them to the studio um, and make it very easy for us to find on your resume. And um, also quality is far more important than quantity. I'd rather see two pieces of your absolute best work than those two pieces mixed in with 10 pieces that maybe you're not so proud of. Um, so yeah, always, uh, yeah, always kind of put those in. Tailor your CV, there's a key word here in case you haven't picked up on it, it's tailor. <laughs> um, again, as much as you should tailor your portfolio and your cover letter, please also tailor your CV. Um, find the keywords in the job description, make a list of what they are um, and include those keywords onto your CV. Cool. Um, and again, you're, as I've said already, you'll probably only get one shot at a recruiter reading it. So make sure you include absolutely everything that you've done that is relevant. So any of your extracurriculars, game jams like today, um, all those things that you've done, 
please include them. However, um, there is such a thing as too much information. Unless you've got more than 10 years experience, your CV probably shouldn't be more than a page long. Um, obviously not including your portfolio if you're including um, sort of a, an attached portfolio. Um, so yeah, try and make it about a page long. And finally, when talking about any previous work experience or education experience, don't focus on responsibilities, focus more on what you've achieved. So if you've worked in retail, for example, um, don't put sort of assisted customers. Instead, you could say assisted 60 plus customers per day was praised by management for excellent service. It's just a really good way to kind of shift your CV from just a list of things you've done to a list of things you've achieved. Cool, some interview tips. Um, yeah, here we go, so be yourself. Everybody says it, it's so true. Um, I know interviews can be super nerve wracking, but just be you, as you've heard today, we're hiring with culture in mind as well as skills, so just come as you are. Uh, prepare, this sounds really obvious, but please make sure you're prepared for the interview. Check out our company page, see if there's been anything in the games news about us that you can drop in, play our games. I know a lot of people have said that today. Um, and yeah, just um, make sure that you've done a bit of research in, into sort of the questions that we might ask and things like that. Ask questions, please, please, please ask us questions. The amount of times, you know, I've got feedback from interviewers that were like, yeah, you know, they were really strong, but they just didn't ask me anything about me or about the company or anything. Even if they're questions that you've asked in previous interviews, um, just make sure that you are, are asking questions. Um, we, want, we want you to kind of feel eager and interested to kind of, um, to be joining us and asking questions and understanding the role uh, kind of comes with that. And then also don't give us the answers that you think that we want to hear. Um, we've all been interviewing for quite a long time and we know I can answer when we hear one. So absolutely prepare some answers. But if we ask what's your biggest weakness, don't say I'm too organized or I speed through challenges too quickly. So I have to slow myself down for others. These aren't actually your weaknesses. Um, and usually what we're asking here is how can we best support you in your ways of working? Or what do you you know, find hard so that we know that we what we need to do in order to help you when you arrive? So just be honest. Cool. So now you know a little bit more about how we recruit and what we're looking for. It's probably a great opportunity to talk a little bit about the open vacancies and entry level roles that we have at the studio. Um, so like a lot of studios, you can start by applying to QA. Um, however, when you do join our QA department, one of the things that we like to do is figure out where you want to go. Um, and what we'll try and do is get your work as aligned to where you want to end up as possible. So if you're into design, we'll get you onto design bugs. If you're into engineering, engineering bugs, etc. Um, and we'll get you to kind of shadow the, the leads and the seniors in those other departments that you'd like to join. Um, I think we've got about eight QA roles open at the moment. So um, yeah, we're looking for quite a few people to join us over the coming months. Um, and actually, we've just finished sort of our first round or about to finish our first round of junior hiring um, for the year. Um, but we do still have a couple of junior openings uh, at the minute. So in VFX and programming. Um, however, we're just about to kick off the next amount of junior hiring um, in the next sort of two to four weeks. Um, so we're going to be opening up a junior design role and a couple of junior concept artist roles um, and more beyond that. So do just keep your eyes peeled. I recommend having a look on our careers page, LinkedIn, Twitter, connecting in with me and my team um, on LinkedIn, etc. for more updates on that. Cool. So, and I've flown through a few bits already today, but I kind of wanted to summarize some 
uh, of the points that we've spoken about and add a couple of more. You know, it wouldn't be a recruiter talk without a little bit of a hard pitch. <laughs> um, so there's lots of great reasons to join the studio and I couldn't fit it all in um, to one slide. I could talk about the amazing coffee and the food or the great benefits that we have access to, but I wanted to share, you know, a bit, few of my personal favorites with you. So we create world leading games um, that push the boundaries of what games have done before. We get to put games into players' hands that they love and adore. Just watching the reaction of something that you spent so many years on being positively received is just super exciting. We get to work with great people. I know it's cliche to say that our people are our biggest asset, but honestly, they are. I've never worked with such an incredible group of minds who are so talented at what they do, but also more than happy to help share their talents and make everybody else great around them. There's like no ego, no arrogance. They're just lovely, kind human beings who are some of the best in the industry at what they do. Uh, you'll learn a lot if you're interested in training sessions, no problem. Want a mentorship program? We'll help you. Want to develop new skills or training technologies? No worries. We're not afraid of trying new things. And with that comes plenty of opportunities to work on really new and exciting stuff and learn whilst you're doing it. Um, yeah, just get on with it. So uh, one of the main things I noticed when coming to work at Rocksteady was the freedom that we're given to work in our own ways or get involved with projects that aren't necessarily to do with your job. But here you can get involved with it all. We're not going to tell you how to work your best. We know that you know you know how you like to work and how you can do your best work. Um, we've hired you for your cre creativity, so we're probably not going to tell you how to use it, um, which is great. Um, and we have a culture of gratitude, really. So um, yeah. That, what I mean by that is, you know, we constantly thank and praise one another for the work that we individually do. And it's really rewarding when a colleague thanks you for your hard work. And it's something that we do a lot here. Um, and you genuinely feel quite appreciated at the studio. So yeah, there's that. Cool, that's it, I've flown through. Any questions? <laughs> Lots of questions. Wow, Lots. Yeah, a, a ton, a ton, a ton of information okay. there. <laughs> Sorry, I've um, flown through quite a lot, but. <laughs> Oh, I mean, just a wealth, of, a wealth of great advice. Thank you, thank you great. so much. Oh, on the on the theme of gratitude, thank you for all that. That's great. That's okay. <laughs> um, there's been a few a few questions about um, about um, the IP and the, the DC world. I'm not going to ask you that. Um, Good. Um, <laughs> um, one of the, a couple of things that that um, struck me just from what you said. Um, mm. you, I, I hear. Um, different opinions on the cover letter. Great to hear that it's something mm. you feel you feel strongly in. Yeah. Who, who reads it? Does does everyone that reviews an application read it, or is it is it a recruitment thing, or it's everyone? Yes. So everybody. So we'll read it to start off with. I'll actually read a cover letter personally before I read your CV. Um, just because I think in general you'll get a lot more flavour for junior characters as uh, characters junior. Um, candidates as to kind of what they've they've been doing who they are which i think is a little bit more important like everybody's kind of done the same degree has got the same grade like ev everyone that's applying are very similar what sets them apart is kind of their passion um you know who they are why they want to come work for us and that is far more detailed in a cover letter so i tend to start there and the hiring managers love to see those as well so yeah they absolutely read them great okay good to know um and then it's something I hadn't actually thought about, but mm. um, when you, you pointed out, you know, the Rocksteady being a, a one-game studio. Yes. Um, fr from a recruitment point of view, d does that mean most of your recruitment is sort of focused on the start of production phase because you've just got one project at a time? Not necessarily. So um, depending on kind of where we're at, we'll 
play about with a few ideas, of course, um, then we'll go into pre-production and we'll ramp up absolutely for a project and then we'll backfill people. Um, and also as kind of the needs of the project grow, as do our team needs. So it's why we don't get much bigger than 290 people and we probably won't really ever grow beyond that point. We know that that's a sweet spot for us. Um, but yeah, we do tend to kind of ramp, ramp when kind of we need to, um, yeah. Okay, good to know. Um, great. We'll, we'll 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 need to move on. We've got to um, we've got to fit in um, Avalanche as well. Nice. I mean, Rocks Rocksteady sounds amazing. You've you've given us a ton of great advice. Thank you so much. No problem. Um, I, I know it's a great studio. We did a, a charity event last year where we had um, Sefton came on. Oh, cool. Um, and it He's was actually fantastic. great great to see. Uh, you know, he was he was working from home, so he had his background of yes. all the Batman <laughs> and toys and characters and everything. So it was great yes. to see the passion. And he personally gave very generous generously to the the, the special effect charity we were supporting. Yes. So I I know he's he's great. The studio's yeah. great. Everyone should come work for you. Absolutely. Well, I'll pass you. Thank you very much, and uh, yeah, pass you on to our Warner, Warner brother and sister over at Avalanche. Then. <laughs> Great, Bex. Thank, thanks very much. Thanks Great. so much. Speak to you soon. Bye. Okay. Right. Moving swiftly on. Okay. Um, last but absolutely no means least, we have another amazing studio. They're actually relatively new to the UK, opening a Liverpool studio, I think it was just last year, this might even have been in lockdown, um, but they've been around as a studio for 18 years as well now, so we've got, I mean today it's just been chock full of veteran studios. This company now has multiple sites in their native Sweden, as well as over in New York, they're best known for the Just Cause games that have sold tens of millions, but they also have teams working on other amazing um, outdoor open world games. So it's a real privilege to have their lead producer, Gaz Wainwright, here to talk to us today. Gaz. Hey, folks. Hi, everyone. Hey, great. Lovely to have you. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. No problem at all. Great. I'll um, hand over to you. Cool, okay. Um, I will just start with my slides as it's got a little introduction slide on, which is probably easier for everyone. Um, can everyone see everything? Should be okay. That's the general check working from home right now. <laughs> okay, so uh, hi folks, I'm Gaz Wainwright. I'm a lead producer at Avalanche Studios Group, which I've had the pleasure of working for for just under a year now. Uh, I'll start with a disclaimer that I'm not a recruiter, so I haven't got no cool videos, but I can post some links to them a little bit later on. So I probably won't be doing this right, but hey, let's go with it anyway. Um, however, as a producer, I previously worked at Sony, Evolution Studios and Codemasters, and there's a couple of games there that you might know of that I've worked on. Uh, but that's enough about me. Uh, so for the next five minutes or so, I'll be informing you all about Avalanche, our culture, and how best to get a job on our awesome team. Uh, so at Avalanche, we've been creating innovative and unforgettable open world experiences for over 15 years now. In that time, we've made games such as Just Cause, The Hunter, Mad Max, Rage 2, Renegade Ops, and the recently announced, that you might have seen, uh, Contraband. Uh, we've achieved this by creating a truly sustainable work environment where over 500 diverse and passionate creatives flourish. Uh, at Avalanche, Studios Group is made up of three different divisions. We have Avalanche Studios, works with external publishers on fantastic properties such as Rage, Just Cause, and Mad Max. Uh, and then we have Expansive Worlds, who I personally work for, which makes uh, self-published games in the great outdoors, uh, best known for Hunter and Call of the Wild games. Uh, and then we have Systemic Reaction, 
who make unique self-published titles that push our creative boundaries, uh, having made Generation Zero and Second Extinction most recently. Uh, the three divisions are spread across four worldwide locations. So we've got Stockholm, New York, Malmo, and Liverpool, uh, inspirational cities where we want to live and work. However, as a global company, you'll have the opportunity to work at different offices and move between divisions if you so wish. Uh, and it's in Liverpool where we want to share this new journey with, with you guys. Uh, we have a team here working on an exciting new IP as part of Expansive Worlds, and we're supporting the other divisions and projects too. Uh, we've already established a strong core team of 40 people right now, uh, and we're searching for more creative and talented individuals to join us. Uh, at Avalanche, we're interested in fostering and harnessing your potential to be the best you can be and allow you to make the greatest games of your career here. Uh, our new office is currently being fitted out in the Albert Dock uh, amidst the booming game dev scene here in Liverpool. Uh, so what's it like to work at Avalanche? Well, uh, our culture is what makes life special here. Uh, we know that the value of the team comes from great people, so we take the time to find the right candidates, those that have the right skills, but more importantly, the right attitude and spirit. Worlds Beyond Limits is our guide and mission statement for the worlds and stories and experiences that we create. It also applies to our culture and underpins what makes us different. Uh, we're independent and people-driven. We believe in goals instead of instructions, enabling you to truly take ownership and be creative. Our ambition is that we want to give you the opportunity to do the best work of your career at Avalanche. Uh, our core values are courage, craftsmanship and passion, and this runs across all of our studios. Uh, but each location has its own identity, and at Liverpool, we're strongly committed to putting the team first, ensuring we maintain an environment in which we trust each other, where we can be honest and respectful. Plus, we want to have a lot of fun along the way too. So that involves slipping in as many funny memes as you can into some of the more boring presentations, maybe like this. Uh, we're committed to developing a diverse and inclusive workspace. Uh, being part of our world is not contingent on where you're from, um, your gender or sexual orientation. It's all about your passion, talent, and creativity. We believe strongly in promoting a healthy work-life balance. We avoid industry crunch. We just don't do it. Uh, managing our projects is on the team uh, and taking shared ownership of our goals. In Liverpool, we work for 37 and a half hour a week, which operates around 10 to 4 core working hours. So it gives you the flexibility you need to do, you know, real, real life stuff, let's say. Um, at Avalanche, you'll be, belong to something called a craft system. Uh, these are teams based around your discipline that function independently of uh, studio locations and projects. So for example, as a producer, I'm part of the production craft. Uh, you'll also get a craft budget to improve your skill set. And these are great places to share knowledge and discuss ideas to improve uh, skills within your discipline, and more importantly, boost your own career growth. In Liverpool, we want to become the industry leader in fostering new talent in the region and the industry as a whole. So we're busy working with universities to create a comprehensive graduate and intern scheme, which we're planning to launch next year in 2022. Uh, in the studio, we will ultimately house multiple teams across all of the divisions. Uh, so there'll be opportunities to work on a diverse selection of projects. And right now in Liverpool, we have a broad range of roles available across the gamut of disciplines with everything from hard surface and lighting artists to system render gameplay coders. Uh, but we also have an open application option so if you're interested in working at Avalanche, but you can't see a role for yourself, please just use that uh, open hire as an opportunity to, to see what's going on. There's always new roles coming up, so it's definitely worthwhile doing. Uh, but we're looking for everything from graduate level to highly experienced candidates. So please take a look on the website and uh, yeah, get applying. I'll also post this, these details on the Discord channel later. 
Uh, again, I don't think I really need to go through this so much because Beck's done it so much better than I will being a recruiter. But again, these are just a few quick tips. Uh, demonstrate your passion, as Beck said in the cover letter, it's really important and it is something that we do look at again at Avalanche. Uh, keep your CV clear, concise, no more than two pages. We've usually got that many CVs to go through that we don't really get a great deal of time to go through five or six page CVs. Uh, your portfolio is typically the most important thing. So it's where you'll actually get to show off your work. So make sure it's easily accessible online. Again, research the studio and role, um, tailor, as Beck said, um, your application to give yourself the edge uh, and then prefer well for your interview, maybe even practice with a friend. We're not talking about rehearsing a script here, but just make sure you've got some examples or anecdotes that demonstrate the skills that you can, um, that can, you can use. Uh, and finally, stand out from the crowd with your excellence. Um, do what others can't and don't stand out for the wrong reasons like bad spelling or grammar or broken links to your work. Uh, your application is a re reflection of you, so just take pride in it. And uh, so that's pretty much it for my presentation. Uh, I hope you've got a better understanding of who Avalanche Studios Group are, the type of development uh, environment we've established and how great an opportunity it would be to join us in Liverpool. Uh, thanks for your time. And I shall be around to answer any questions that you might have on Discord. And that is it. Over to Colin. Perfect. Great. Thank you very much, Gaz. Yeah, and as I said to uh, George from Admin uh, earlier, just just great that you've you've made the time to 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 join us and just give us a different perspective. All these all these different perspectives are, are really really useful. Um, one of the one of the tips you gave, picking up on one of the themes that's come um, throughout a lot of the talks today, has been people conveying their their passion. Um, I, I mean, in your case, is it? Are you looking for people to 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 show passion about about Avalanche games or about games they've played or about what are just passionate about what they've created about their craft or just all of the above? Yeah, um, no, we 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 don't particularly need people to be passionate about Avalanche games as such. Just passionate about the industry and making games and wanting to be part of a of a team and a, a creative team because. You know, you might go into a company and you might never have heard of their games before, but you're really passionate. And then suddenly after a while of working with them guys, you, you get to learn their back catalogue and get really involved in stuff going forward. So it doesn't necessarily have to be passionate about previous Avalanche games because you're going to be part of the team driving that company forward to, to make these new games and hopefully get other people passionate about it. Okay, good to know. Um, and then I'm curious about the, the different um, sites you've got, the different studios. I mean... You know that's it, it's kind of remote working to the extreme when you're you know you're not only working remotely at the moment with people spread across yeah. you know Liverpool or the UK but but in in Sweden and New York I mean how how's that working you know when you've got time zones as well I mean what what yeah. learn how does that work what's the challenges Yeah so uh, I guess with COVID everyone had to learn really fast how to work remotely anyway so it was kind of thrown upon everyone um, but Avalanche previously had studios in um, Stockholm and Malmo and, and New York. So they were kind of a little bit used to working in that way. But obviously when the, new, uh, the Liverpool studio opened currently, because it was during COVID, when it opened, there was no chance of us getting a studio anywhere. So we've all been working remotely, um, but then we will be going into the studio. But on the project that I'm working on and the IP, we have, um, say, 20 people based in the UK working remotely. And then we have 20 people in uh, Sweden. So it doesn't we've we've just learned to live with it and develop with it so it doesn't really matter you could be working in the uk in the liverpool office but working for the new york studio or the stockholm studio so there's lots of different options and also as well you have the advantage of if you uh, came and worked at liverpool and then you decided you wanted to go and 
live in New York and work in New York, there's lots of internal um, opportunities for you to move and we can help with relocations and finding new accommodation. So it's really awesome for people who, who maybe want to work abroad, but they don't want to just go there on their own. They can they can come with a company, get settled, and then you know go and live in Sweden or go and live in New York. So there's plenty of really good opportunities. That's really exciting, isn't it? I love I love that idea. I mean, I mean, I've never been to to Stockholm. Everyone say, "Oh, but I've never been to Stockholm." If I came and worked with you, I mean, you know, not necessarily moving, but just you know, a chance to to meet the team out there and to visit post COVID is is would that be on the cards? Yeah, definitely, hundred uh, percent. That is actually planned for. We're just waiting for the last sort of issues with COVID to to go away and make sure everyone's vaccinated, and then we're going to have lots of um. Lots of meetings. Avalanche has got a really big team culture where they want, want to get everyone together. We have like weekly quizzes where 80, 90, 100 people all jump onto the quiz uh, just to feel that sort of team closeness. But um, yeah, as soon as COVID um, sort of regulations and issues are out of the way, uh, we'll be going over to Sweden and the Swedish team will be coming over to Liverpool to kind of meet up. So there's plenty of opportunities for travel as well. Just even if you wanted to stay in the UK, you will, you will no doubt at some point get to go to Sweden and see those guys. And uh, yeah, it's really good. Brilliant. Okay, I'll get right in my application then. <laughs> <laughs> Gaz, um, I, I, I know it's late. Thank you so much for, for, for staying late and taking the time to chat to us. For having folk on the Discord, it's all been super useful, some brilliant advice. Um, and I, I think people could do really well, whether it's in, in Liverpool, Sweden or New York, coming to coming to join you. So I hope, I hope you get a bunch of great applications following this. Definitely. Thank you again for joining us. Awesome. Thanks very much, folks. Cheers, everyone. Great. Cheers. Okay. Wow. What what an amazing bunch of great companies and, yeah. and fantastic advice. Yeah. I mean, it's just been outstanding just seeing the questions that are coming in in Discord, you know, and and just really getting some some answers and 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 helping to tailor um, individual CVs. And yeah, great. It's been it's been amazing. Um, it sounds like it's just about time for this part of the the, the events to be coming to a close. Um, please, I think some of the companies are beginning to kind of close off the conversations now. Um, probably a last minute or two just to get your last minute questions into them. You have all their contact details, so I'm sure they'd be happy for you to, to hit them up on LinkedIn or um, with the email addresses that they've left on. I want to say a massive thank you to all of the companies who've turned up. What a privilege it's been to have them here and um, to hear you know, firsthand what they're looking for um, and to, to make that contact. So yeah, um, really encourage you all to, to, to get in contact with them um, if you have further further stuff that you, that you want to find out. Um, yeah, so we're going to move on now to the words uh, part of our um, of our evening, and I'm going to hand over to Colin and Kirsty, and they are going to walk through uh, the nominees and the winners. And I just want to wish you all very best of luck, uh, and well done to all of you for your submissions. Um, so on we go. Great, and we'll bring Kirsty in. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, still, still buzzing. Can't wait to find out what's um, who, who, who the winners of these awards are. Well, lucky me. I've got the golden envelopes. <laughs> cool. Tell us more. Yep. So, uh, without further ado, just welcome to our first ever Employment Pathway Awards ceremony. Unfortunately, we're not in person today, and I don't have my glitzy jacket with me. But maybe next year. It's an honour to be asked to announce the winners in each of the categories we'll go through today. Involving both the game-playing public and industry experts in the voting process is a reflection of the confidence we at Transfuser HQ 
having the standard of the Jamfusa team's output. Your success is ours to share in celebration and recognition of your talent and potential. So let's remind ourselves of what exactly the employment pathway involved. All teams had six weeks to work on their game using the theme of showcase your skills. Teams were asked to create a branded Itch.io page to showcase their game and upload a video that introduced their team members and their contribution, including a trailer that demonstrated the gameplay. Submissions ranged from fast-paced 3D platformers to 8-bit style narrative-driven games to spiritual tower 2D defense games to tabletop-themed RTS games. The individual team vision, style, and character is present in each and every game and the creativity is something to behold and experience. With a solid portfolio piece and experience to take away with them, all the teams should be very proud of their achievements. So before we start with the awards, let's take a look at the submissions.
All of the Jam Fuser 2021 games were hosted on itch.io and they're still there for anyone looking for some cool games to play. The link is up on the screen, itch.io slash jam slash jamfuser2021. New to the employment pathway for this year, the Transfuser HQ team asked the game playing public to take a look at all the submissions and vote for the favorite games in the following four categories. They were best gameplay, best visual art, best audio, and best overall game. So, you know, the Game Jam received a total of 275 ratings. The public vote results will be made live on the Jamfuser 2021 HIO page up on the screen after these awards. Um, something to be aware of is the content provided the teams in their submission to the itch page has been used to create the footage for the awards. So what you're about to see tonight has been taken straight from their itch pages. If you like what you see, don't forget to visit Jamfuser2021 and get stuck in and play the game. I can't wait to play some of those. Um, I've, I've seen the trailers, but I can't wait to play some of these games. So, Kirsty, without further ado, will we get the ball rolling and kick off the first ever Employment Pathways Awards event in style? We're diving straight in with the category winners in the Public Vote Awards. Let me just share this deck, which might help us just a little bit. So, the top three games in the public vote for best audio are III, The Lost King, Moonsprite, Suddenly, and Team Crits, Neil Runner. Let's take a look at the games. In the spirit of real award events, I'm going to build up a little bit of anticipation before I reveal the winner. Feedback from the general public was that our winning team selected music and sounds which complement the style and narrative of each of the games included in this submission. So the winner of the public vote best audio is Suddenly from Team Moonsprite. Hooray! Let's take a look. done team Moonsprite. Fantastic. Okay, moving on. We have public vote for best gameplay. 
the top three games in the public vote for best gameplay are Eldritch, Eldritch Screaming with Ad Nauseum, III with The Lost King, and Moon Sprite with Suddenly. Let's take a look. Feedback Shared describes our winning submission as an engaging game that offered players three different experiences to play through, all being produced and experienced in a well-constructed and cohesive style throughout. As players progressed, they were pleasantly surprised by what the game had to offer. And the winner of the Public Vote Best Gameplay is... Suddenly, from Team Moonsprite. Wow, well done again, Team Moonsprite. Let's take a more detailed look. Brilliant. Clearly capturing the public's imagination. Very well done. So, moving on. The top three games in the public vote for best visual art are Moonsprite with Suddenly, Eldritch Screaming with Ad Nauseum, and III, The Lost King. Let's take a look. The detail, quality and quantity of characters produced in our category winning game was an outstanding achievement in just six weeks. There were tons of positive comments about the visual concept and the individual visual identity of the game. So the winner of the public vote, best visual art is Ad Nauseum from Eldritch Screaming. Beautiful, let's take a more detailed look. Stunning, absolutely stunning. Although I can see why they didn't win the audio award. That was a bit quiet. <laughs> My kind <laughs> <But> of audio. <laughs> very well deserved. 
Well done, well done that team. Okay, next up, um, the top three games in the public vote for best overall game are III with The Lost King, Moonsprite with Suddenly, and Jawbite with Acquisition. Let's take a look. Our winning team was a firm favourite with the general public, achieving the highest number of votes across multiple categories and receiving positive feedback in the comments. The unique tone and art style clearly appealed and attracted a wide audience to engage with the game and love it for different reasons. And the winner of the public vote overall best game is... Suddenly, from Team Moonsprite. Clearly a very popular game. Well done, Team Moonsprite. Okay, now we move on to the industry votes. Members of the UK Games Fund community of funded companies were called on to review and judge the game submitted. These studios are some of the most exciting and highest potential indie dev companies in the UK right now. So they know a thing or two about the skills and the dedication it takes to produce games, never mind getting something playable out in only six weeks. Our panel of industry judges reviewed and scored the games in each category to give us tonight's results. The categories we'll go through tonight will always have one winner, but on the odd occasion where there were just too many great submissions in that category, there may be, there may be more than the usual three nominations. So that's enough of my preamble. Let's get down to business and take a look at the nominations in our first category of the Employment Pathway Awards, the industry vote. So the nominees for best audio as voted for by our industry judges are Jawbite with Acquisition, Team Crit, Neil Runner, III with The Lost King, Banana Folk with Kitchen Chaos, and Glitterbeard, The Last Flight of Captain Nimbus. Let's take a look.
The judges felt the use of audio for this style of game was spot on, providing a great soundtrack and cool beats. The sound mastering across all the audio was equally polished across the board. So the winner of the best audio in the industry vote category is Neo Runner from Team Crit Hit. Wow, epic. That's, that's got me in the mood to go clubbing. It's a shame the clubs are shut and I'm decades too old now. <laughs> Never too old. <laughs> Brilliant work. Well done, Team Crit Hit. Fantastic. Next up, the nominees for the industry vote for best technical skills, as voted by our industry judges, are Eldritch Screaming, Ad Nauseam, Duck Talk Games, Bit, III, The Lost King, and Jawbite Acquisition. Let's take a look. The judges were impressed with the realistic movement of the characters in this game. There was plenty of gameplay complexity emerging from in-game actions and the characters interacted well. Our judges felt the winning team achieved a lot technically in the game jam. So the winner of the industry vote for best technical skills is Ad Nauseam with Eldritch Screaming from Eldritch Screaming. Very, very well done. Let's take a more detailed look. Fantastic. Very well done to Team Eldritch Screaming. Okay, next up, we have the industry vote for best narrative. So the nominees for best narrative as voted for by our industry judges are Moonsprite with Suddenly, III, The Lost King, and Duck Talk Games with Bit. Let's take a look.
Our winning game's narrative evolved gradually, setting the scene and mood for the game. The narrative was well communicated over the course of play, providing entertainment alongside clear instruction for the player. So the winner of the industry vote for best narrative is Bit from Duck Talk Games. Well done. Hooray. Let's take a more detailed look. That looks deep. Can't wait to play it. Well done to DuckTalk Games. Great effort. Okay, next up we have the industry vote for best visual art. So our nominees for best visual art as voted for by the industry judges are DuckTalk Games, Bit, Glitterbeard, The Last Flight of Captain Nimbus, and Eldritch Screaming, Ad Nauseam. Let's take a look. The judges were impressed by the reality of the character art, the resemblance to physical game pieces, along with the detail and quantity of assets achieved in the six weeks. All agreed that the final submission was consistent and well polished. So the winner of the industry vote for best visual arts is Ad Nauseam from Eldritch Screaming. Great, very well done Team Eldritch Screaming. Let's take a look. The more I see it, the more I the more I want to play. I know what I'm going to be doing later on tonight. Very well done again to Eldritch Screaming. Okay, next up we have our industry vote for best design. So, the nominees for best design, as voted for by the industry judges, are III, The Lost King, Jawbite with Acquisition, and Banana Folk with Kitchen Chaos. Let's take a look. The judges felt that this was an enjoyable game to play using levels that flowed well. Simple instructions on how to play the game were provided, 
along with an impressive number of menu options. Overall, a solid 3D platformer. And the winner of the industry vote for best design is Kitchen Chaos from Banana Folk. looks hilarious very well done team banana folk great effort okay next up we have the industry vote for overall best game the selection of overall best game reflects the game that did well across the board in the voting applying the theme and on their itch project page so the nominees for overall best game as voted for by the industry judges are Moon Sprite with Suddenly, Banana Folk with Kitchen Chaos and Jawbite with Acquisition. Let's take a look. This team was extremely ambitious, delivering a platformer, tower defense, and dating sim all in one. Praise was given for technically pulling it off and delivering three games in one on a tight time scale. The team produced a game with a solid narrative, well-flowing design, and a product that's visually appealing. In the context of Jam Fuser 2021, the team showcased their skills, reaching a wide audience with their submission. And the winner, of the industry vote for overall best game is Suddenly from Team Moonsprite. Wow, as an industry, we struggle to finish one game on time, let alone three, let alone in six weeks. Showing off. Quite <laughs> rightly so, quite rightly so. Absolutely, yes. Very, very well deserved. Um, well well done. Um, we, um, we also have teams that will be spotlighted on the Protoplay live stream. There will be four teams um, highlighted on the properly live stream in September um, that have been selected from both the public and industry overall best game category. The four teams are Moonsprite with Suddenly, Jawbite with Acquisition, Banana Folk with Kitchen Chaos, and III 
with the Lost King. Really well done, not just to the four of you, to every single game that has entered. The, the, the calibre has been amazing. It's been so inspiring seeing all these great games. You're all destined for great things in the industry. Follow the advice you've had today, and I'll look forward to seeing you in the industry very soon. Um, we'll now bring um, Deborah back in as well. Hello again, Deborah. Hi, everyone. Well, well done to um, all of the teams. Um, you know, that just showcases just a, a, a small part of the amount of hours and dedication and work that every team put in. And um, we can't highlight everybody, um, but, you know, it was great to see these teams get um, um, highlighted. And congratulations to you all. Um, with the teams that we mentioned that will be um, spotlighted on ProtoPlay, we will be in touch with you um, and we'll provide some further information about what we will require for that um, and, and how we'll, we'll go forward. So to all our participants, uh, winners or not, I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you um, for having passion and dedication and tenacity um, and to see your involvement in what has engaged the community um, in a community-driven initiative. Um, whilst you might be at the end of your time with us on the Jamfuser journey, um, your pathway into games development as a career is just getting started. Something we have taken from our prep for this event is that none of us are ever really at the final destination in our own personal roadmap. As your experience grows, your professional prowess is cemented in the industry. You'll hopefully look back on your time with us with admiration for your own determination to build upon your ambition and willingness to learn. Congratulations to all of you, and we will be in touch with all of you soon. Thank you so much to everybody. Colin, Kirsty, thank you so much. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for all of your um, kind of hard work and effort pulling off tonight in the awards. It's been a really great evening. I hope everybody has enjoyed it. Um, and uh, yeah, we will, we will we'll be in touch. I think we all deserve a cheers <laughs> with our glasses of water. Hopefully maybe something a bit later on. <laughs> and, and well done to all the teams again. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Well done. Great. Good night, everyone. We'll just leave you with a reminder um, of all the great games that you've worked on. Bye for now.